Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2021 Week 15. Picks against the spread, game previews, free money, winning teasers, apparently, after last week, because the whole world is going to hell, and all of a sudden, Tim is hitting some free money plays, plus a cuss corner mini halfway through the show. Want to recommend that everyone sub to Mayo Media Network. Smash the like button to the episode. Help us time code it down in the description. If you had missed the best of cuss corner, which came out on Monday, shame on you, go download it and go watch the show on YouTube as well and help support us over at Mayo Media Network. The Fantasy Golf Championship is open for registration. $500,000 of guaranteed money in the prize pool for the giant one and done this year. Go to fantasygolfchampionships.com to check out and register and take some of my money in the race for the Mayo Cup. Now, I'm not providing all of the $500,000, which is guaranteed. I'll be in for like $600. So $600 of my money is going to be in there. Guaranteed for me because I'm playing the max of the five entries. I'm going to lose them all because that's what I do. Additionally, subscribe to the newsletter if you want a head start on trying to keep track of who is in and who is out this week as I am updating that every single day. You just click back, you get it sent to you, but just go to the Substack site and click on it and I have it updated every single afternoon. And if you are a sub to the newsletter, that means you get this show a night early, which next week might be even earlier because we might have to jumble around the record a little bit. Jeff Feinberg is on the line with me coming off another winning week at eight and six leading the four of us at 112 and 96 for the year really pulling out to a lead here i watched football with you for the first time in like five years on sunday and i think i got the best possible outcome for a chargers game no i would disagree but yes it was nice to watch uh to uh see you on the weekend to watch the games with you and i was nervous about going out but the only reason i went out is because I felt like the Giants were a cream puff. And I feel like had you gotten like a full Chargers experience, that probably would have been the best thing um, for you guys. But I'm happy it was a pretty stress-free uh, Charger game. So I got to sort of just, you know, be relaxed and and enjoy it. And there weren't many important moments. So that was fun. I like the stress-free viewing experience with Jeff Feinberg. I've been there for the Chargers blowing it late Jeff Feinberg experience. And I, I do enjoy your five count at the end of every play to see if a flag comes up. That was new to me. I really like that. Yeah, no, I, I always sort of do that. Um, yeah, third down, big plays. You can't enjoy any moment watching a football game. I count like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Uh, you know, I, I, before I'll allow myself to enjoy a play, uh, because the flags come and, and I know like, there's just, some, you know, Pat, you know, I'm not going to say I worked at CBS sports, but I promise you, it's not a lot different. The hiring processes are not a lot different. And I know a lot of, uh, skis bots who have been hired to do Chiron for big games. Okay, people, you don't know what Chiron means. That's like the score. That's the ticker. That's uh, the flag, that flag thing that comes up that breaks your heart or gives you a second win. It's always, you know, slow man on the totem pole. Okay, it's like a nut low job. It's an introductory job. This guy sometimes, you know, we've had all bad. They don't even know what they're doing sometimes. So I'm always waiting for some nut low staffer to break my heart. 
or a ref to break my heart. So you all, I always add a count onto a play before I'll, I'll celebrate anything. The coin is in studio with me, and they uh, are not doing so well. They are now in last place in terms of the pick. Six and eight, 99 and 101 for the year because it turns out last week a certain member of this show beat everyone going 10 and 4, hit a super lock at the last second, upending Jeff's super lock, and won a free money teaser. But the most exciting news of it all, after Netflix released the trailer for their new Sean Payton movie, where Kevin James plays Sean Payton somehow next year on Netflix, or maybe even Amazon Prime, Cliff Kingsbury will be portrayed by Tim Andacust. Tim Andacust. That's uh, not my name. But, uh, yeah, that'd be pretty good. I will say uh, it was weird not to watch football with you this week, but I did get Jets on the main screen, which would never have happened if you were there. That sounds sad. We, I got Jets Saints on the main screen. It was, uh, it was tough. I mean, it, was, it was important. It, it was a game that mattered to me. But, uh, but to no one else in the world? Tim went well, nine. Tim is, I mean... And the he free money hit. Grouped this year, guys, but he was nine and five last week, 10 and four um, this past week. He's going to finish in last, but he's going to spend the whole winter, Pat, telling you that he ended strong. And oh, it yeah. just means, you know, big things. It really does. Ahead. But yeah, credit to him second, for winning his second week in a uh, time this year. Jeff and I went head to head on Super Locks. Second time I upended him. And if you ask Jeff, the second time that uh, I should have lost that super lock, the Washington one is oh his right God. Nail. And now this one is, is uh, another one that uh, yeah, you <laughs> might say that uh, a bad that is crazy. Well, I, yeah, those are probably two of my most egregious real money losses this year. Yeah, well, uh, the Browns don't worry. I'll take the that Redskins Packers. I, I took the, I'll take the T box for Washington us. Packers game. Damn it. Yeah, well, I mean, we we're always and six, we're free always, money. Yes, you hit. I, I already mentioned that. You know, when I mention these things and you hear them, that means I've already said them. You know that, right? Well, let's just put it this way: I'm so excited about that that there's two free monies this week. Oh my god! So you're, you're really here's the thing: you could have lost out the rest of the season, I think, and not cracked a hundred lifetime free money losses. But now putting two on the table, you might be able to get there. Oh, yeah. I've got a, a Saturday, Thursday, Christmas uh, colossus for the people. And then I've got a, uh, a regular one on Sunday. Well, it's not Christmas this week. It's Christmas next week. That's true. Okay. Well, like, whatever. I'll have to come up with a catchy name for it. Anyway, I have a three-teamer for Thursday and Saturday, plus another one for the rest of the slate. Fired up. I'm hitting my stride here. Don't be so sure, Jeff. I'm not coming for you. Well, you can pass me. You're only four games behind me. I, I've been going seven and seven, six and eight, and eight and six. I think each of the past six weeks. So I just yeah. Well, I, already, I already assume I'm going to pass you. I'm worried about Jeff right now. <laughs> what is this, Tim Sember? It, it, it it's becoming that, isn't it? <laughs> well, you can always tell when the world starts going to shit. Cuss starts rising out of the ashes and things start breaking <laughs> Tim's way. And that's what's happening at the moment. Uh, super locks. Uh, Tim is now seven and seven on the year. Jeff drops to nine and five. 
based on the last few plays of the Baltimore and Cleveland game. And Dallas cruises until the very end for me. I'm 11-3 and three on Super Locks. I've almost locked that up over Jeff. We'll see how I can, how I can do. I, when I was scrolling through the games right before the show, I was like, oh, that's the one. So hopefully my, my gut doesn't let me down on this one. And hopefully their entire team doesn't, like, test positive for COVID because that's really what's been happening to, like, Two teams so far, probably more on the way, and it's going to be a tough week. A lot of these numbers may not exist by the end of the week, but we'll kick it off on Thursday because it's probably the best best or second best game of the week because Sunday involves none of the best games. Chiefs at Chargers. Chargers are three-point dogs at home, Jeff. 52.5 is the over-under. This is the only game of the week that is above 50 as a game total. So when you get to DraftKings show on Thursday and we talk about the Sunday slate of games, uh, you're kind of picking and choosing which ones aren't going to be super low scoring because they all seem to be like right in that like 24-20 type mold based on the Vegas projections right now. But Jeff, the Chargers are your team. They're riding high coming in. They win this game. Maybe they could win the division. Oh, if they win this game, they probably would win the division. If you do like the Chargers to win this game, Pat, I mean, the money line is plus 170, but I would argue you could be better off betting like the plus 220 or 215 to win the division. But that's a big if, Um, you know, people have to realize I'm very I'm very content at the moment. I, I, I feel so blessed about this game, about this opportunity. Obviously, I'm going to want them to win. Obviously, I'm going to be excited in the moment, uh, you know, watching it. I'd want the Chiron to go my way. Uh, But fact of the matter is, it's week 15. I'm a half game behind the Kansas City Chiefs for a division. Like, let's go. Let's go. This is all house money um, for me as far as I'm concerned. I think, yeah, a lot of question marks, like a lot of games, though, but. You know, I don't know about the Slater status, the Eckler status, the Derwin status. Nothing is long-term here, so I'm really excited about a couple heads that we're going to chop off in in January. But I don't know. Whatever comes of of Thursday comes of Thursday. All I know is an angel has been bestowed upon me and my life. And and with him, I'm capable of, of anything. Yeah, so I hope it's a shootout. Those seems to, those seem to be the games that work best for the Chargers. Let's go boat race this sucker, and and uh, you know maybe we'll make a couple of the high leverage plays and and come out on top. But we're we're in clear striking distance of of a playoff spot. We play Houston next week on on extra rest, so you could just give us that win right now. We're gonna go to the postseason. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm just excited. This is a, another nice experience for, for this charger team, but it's all happening. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to chop ahead. We're going to chop ahead off. And I didn't think it'd be this year. Like I had a lot of charger futures to bet. The division wasn't one of them. Cause I felt, I don't know. We're not ready for that. But we're not ready for that. They were, they were super bowl ready, but not division winning ready. Well, no, I just, I mean, that's a bet I make every year. And by futures, I sort of mean like I have the the win total uh, nine. I have the to make the playoffs at plus money. And yeah, I have the ceiling bet of to win the Super Bowl. But I'd make that any year. And that's a 40, 
um, to one. And then I made some like Herbert MVP bets. So yeah, I guess I should have taken the five to one or four fifty to win the division, but I just didn't think that was attainable because I'm such a believer in, in the chiefs. Um, uh, yeah. And we're so going to, we're going to so stab them. We're going to stab them right in the, right in the heart in the next year or two. I don't know if it'll be Thursday though, but we're, we're ready. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna get to that moment where we chop their goddamn head off. Tim, so Jeff is taking the chiefs. Coming. Yeah. Okay. Jeff. So Jeff's taking the chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. I really like how you tried to make that joke now four times. It really, it really, it really landed. I'm not what joke? What, I missed it all four times. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure it is a joke. What's the joke? Anyway. Go for a fifth. Let's no, go. I'm not, I'm not going to. Anyway. No, I beg you. I got to hear it. I just kept saying, I, I guess you're taking the Chiefs then because you're talking yourself out <laughs> of the Chargers. <laughs> oh, so funny, Tim. No, I'm taking the Chargers plus four. We're going to have a, a fun plus, plus uh, three, sir. Plus three. Game. Plus three, sir. What? Read it on that board, pal. Ah, uh, whatever. Fine. Sure. Plus three. Like, and let, did someone die on Kansas City in yeah. the last hour? Chris Jones is out, I think. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I did see that. Um, yeah. No, should be. Oh, you're right. I. Why didn't I? T- <laughs> there were. Uh, whatever i'm only a little mad because i should have probably just taken those fours but i don't even care um yeah no it's gonna be a hoot it's gonna be a blast we're gonna you know joe buck and troy get a get to see my my gun show so that'll be fun i watched this game with jeff tim like i mentioned and i thought he got excited when josh palmer scored a touchdown very early in the game but I thought he was going to have to like pick up like one of the pitchers off the table and dunk it over his head. When Herbert made that pass to Guyton, the like 65 yards in the air touchdown behind the defense, he was fired up. It was one of the nicest passes that we've seen in the NFL all season. He should throw be fired this year, up. throw the year. It, it It's definitely in the conversation. I mean, I'd have to like mentally go through a list of them. No, you wouldn't. You were going to say time. it's that stupid throw from week one from Zach Wilson. That's no, no, Zach for this one against Tennessee that was marvelous. Oh, the oh, one yeah. that Zach like pushed Corey Davis down the field? He, he made a beautiful one. But I don't know. That that Herbert one was fan- fantastic. It, Jeff should be excited. He should need to cool down. Uh, the Chargers are on the first part of my Thursday, Saturday Moneyline parlay. Uh, oh. It's silly to me that the, that the Chiefs are getting – uh, so much respect in this game. I don't think the Chiefs, de- the Chiefs the Chiefs defense has played very good football the last few weeks. I think that's a bit of a mirage. I don't think they play as good a defense as we've seen out of them the last couple of weeks. And the you know you might say, oh well, the, the Chargers used up all their bullets destroying the uh, the, the Giants, but the, I actually think the Chiefs exhausted themselves rolling the Raiders. We're so upset for what Oakland did to their midfield strike. Whether you think it's dumb or not, I think the Chiefs really cared about that and really tried to roll up the points because of it. And they had to play the fourth quarter. I yeah. was so annoyed watching that game. I that like game was over on the, the Chargers first freaking play. You're a telling bit. me Kansas City exerted themselves? I do. That game ended okay. with... Okay, well, no, listen. That game was over after the first play. And Jeff will be able to tell you too that the, when the Chargers and Chiefs play on weird games, like not a Sunday, but when they play Thursdays or Saturdays, the Chargers seem to have their number recently. And that's what we got here now. 
So yeah, give me the Chargers in this game. I feel really, really big. They're a short list for a super lock contender this week. That they're a great team at a great spot. I'm getting I don't understand points. what you're talking about. I'm getting points. <laughs> Hold I on a second. No, the home dog. The Chiefs had an extended winning streak against us that we only broke week 17 last year because the Chiefs were resting. No, people. two years ago they won that Saturday night game against them as well. That was more than two years ago, Tim. Or three years ago, the last time they went to the playoffs. So they yeah, won that we went for game. two with Mike Williams. Yes, late, exactly. I'm just saying the Chiefs have really had our number, um, even though the games have been entertaining, and we only snapped a bit of a losing streak against them because they rested Mahomes week the last week of the season last year. We did and win they early the week this two year. as well, and they beat them in week two. They hit three in a row. The Chargers are uh, you're getting points. With the Chargers at home, uh, underdogs are covering an outrageous numbers this year, and we're taking the Chargers. Yeah, coming off a week where it seemed like every favorite favorite both won and covered outside of a very – I think only one – only two favorites lost outright last week, and it was like Carolina, Carolina? And, Arizona, and Arizona, I think, were the only two. And it seemed like that before the COVID scare, which Tim caused last night. So good news for any Rams betters, I suppose. Tim tweeted out that the Rams were a lock, and then all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the line shifted three points like 10 seconds later, Tim. And did the Rams win or did the Rams lose? Because I, I think I was right about that. But anyway, okay. But that's not what we're going to remember. We remember that you tweeted it out, and less than 10 seconds later, there was a COVID outbreak. Oh yeah, well of course you want to remember it in the worst possible light for me, but like but that's that's how, but that's the only thing to remember from it. The Cardinals leave that game. Murray looks hurt. Hopkins is hurt, and they lost that game, and they're in a lot of trouble to win that division. Uh, yeah, but the Cardinals. The, the real thing is that the Rams uh, had a couple of players out. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, so Tim Tim's able to influence the spread by almost three points per tweet, by the way. So anyone who is trying to get some closing <laughs> line value, you got to keep that in mind when you're going through everything. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Uh, three points, just you know, field goal game seems pretty short. Um, they seem to be playing in like third gear and winning by a bunch right now. This is a game they need to win. This is the game that they need to win for the rest of the season. This kind of separates them from the rest of the division. This could still have them like they're tied for the one seed right now. They're not the one seed, but this is the really tough game that they have left on their schedule. And this basically clinches the division for them. And it sets them up to potentially still have the buy in the AFC, which is just kind of insane to think about. Like we could be sitting in week 16 doing the show next week and the chiefs just all of a sudden have the buy and they have a pretty not easy schedule. Cause they still play Cincinnati uh, the rest of the way, but you know games that they're going to be favored in to win. So I'm going to take Kansas City. The coin agrees with me too, which is probably not a good thing. On to Saturday, to Saturday games. Cleveland is now a three-point favorite at home against Vegas. Uh, the over/under is 40. This was six and a half, although I think. 13 players from the Cleveland Browns have been placed on the COVID-19 list as of Tuesday. There could be more to come. Not one of them is Baker Mayfield, however, so their quarterback is fine. Nick Chubb is not one of those players either. Jarvis Landry is probably the most important player that I saw. I didn't read the entire list, but I didn't see any of the big names. There could be offensive line or defensive line injuries, but no one huge in that regard. So at least that's good news. I don't know if it was enough to swing at three points. They can't go into their practice facility right now. They're sort of locked out until they can figure out what's going on and try to stop the spread on the team. So this, there could be even more player, be more players out after this but i don't know if if your main cogs aren't out tim 
does it make that big of a difference? Or do you get to a point where you have so many guys out that it's really going to impact your team? This happened to the Browns last year in the playoffs. They lost a ton of people and their head coach before a playoff game. The whole world wrote them off, picked the Steelers in that game, and the Browns won the game comfortably. Uh, I'm going with the Browns here. I, I think that the, the line movement has been too much. There's now value on, on Cleveland. The, the Raiders, be, other than that aberrational game on Thanksgiving, have looked completely deflated and flat for a month. And so I, I just can't in good conscience take the Raiders here. Uh, you know, a dome team outdoors, it's going to be dark. It's going to be cold. I, I just don't see it here. I mean, I, I don't know what the Raiders are going to do in order to take advantage of the Browns. I mean, look, I mean, Baltimore did nearly come back on them last week with a backup quarterback, but I actually don't think Huntley is that bad. I just, you know, is Renfro really going to be the deciding can, can the Raiders block, you know, the, the main question in this game is can the Raiders keep the Browns uh, edge rushers from getting into the backfield. If they cannot, and I don't think they do, someone like Leatherwood, I don't think has any chance of, of doing that. I, I think the Browns run amok and, and the Raiders are in a world of trouble. Uh, I like Cleveland a lot here. Their money line is a second part of a three-team money line parlay uh, for the Thursday, Saturday set. I'm with Tim. I, I think that that was going to be my point exactly. I think that the may, maybe we get to a point of the week, but that's not that point right now where there are just too many guys out, too many important players out, but it doesn't seem like that's the case right now. Kareem Hunt is not going to play because he is injured, uh, but other than that, they should have all of their quote-unquote stars in this game, and I don't think that the Raiders are going to be able to block Cleveland. Uh, I mean, maybe you can say the same thing on the other side of the ball, but you know, it's a top 10 pass rush in terms of the Browns taking on a bottom 10 pass blocking offensive line with a team that has just looked kind of terrible. Like Tim said, outside of Thanksgiving, even then they were kind of propped up by the rest when that came against Dallas. So when you have one of the league's worst run defenses going up against a team that exclusively wants to run the ball and their running backs are healthy and the offensive line is healthy enough, Jeff, give me the Browns minus three. Yeah, uh, let's make it a hat trick here, guys. And I probably would have taken the Browns frustratingly having to lay all the points. Although arguing you probably were going to get a bunch of just blind value on the Raiders because, I mean, listen, the Chiefs whooped them. Like, they whipped them. But a lot of it was self-inflicted. So, you know, there's probably some inflation and some reaction to the final score. Um, but even something as silly as like 30 to nine doesn't hit the public as hard as like, uh, 48 to nine or 49 to nine. Nonetheless, now it's three points kind of makes it easy. Uh, piggybacking on a lot of the things that, um, both you said, uh, Pat specific to the Raiders inability to protect and just the spot game now, a Saturday in, in holiday season in a cold environment. Oh, Browns really need it. And I'm buying into the road, the path for the Browns as it's all been set up based on um, the Ravens and Bengals current struggles. And I guess you could throw Pittsburgh into that. Uh, so the Browns actually, especially before this COVID thing, um, as it pertains to this week, they sort of look like the team that might have the lane uh, setting up for them better than anyone else based on schedule and uh, what's happening around them in the division. So I'm on the wagon here, Brownies. And um, well, you know what? I'll maybe have this conversation in the next game because there's kind of a joint focus. The coin is also taking the brand. So it's a complete 
round of Cleveland in the early Saturday night game. New England and Indianapolis is the late Saturday night game, which is either the best or second best game of the week. Uh, when you kind of look at all of these games, the Colts are favored by two and a half points at home for a 45 and a half is the over under. And the question that everyone seems to be asking coming into this game is how are the Colts favored? Not only favored, but favored by this much. Now, <clears throat> I said last week that there were two weeks ago, whenever it was, I thought the Colts were a team that has really been set up to beat a team like New England. I think they're very similar. They should play a close game, and then you need the breaks to go your way in order to beat them. I, I think these teams are very similar in a lot of ways. Um, it's kind of shocking to see the Patriots be, I mean, it's less than a field goal, but they're still a dog in this spot. So, Jeff, do you think this has to do with a lot of people believing that the Colts are set up to beat a team like the Patriots, or people are just so fucking sick of New England that no one wants to bet it. People just want to bet against New England to lose, so they just want to take the Colts. Yeah, I think there's a lot of parts of both of that, Pat, and apparently this game opened at... Um... Two. No, but apparently it was uh, it was Patriots minus one. When? And and the sharps just absolutely crushed this game. It was Colts minus one for uh, for a while, and the sharps did come in heavy on Indianapolis. Do you know that for sure? Well, I know for sure it was minus one, and the lines moved a point and a half. Yeah, the advance the advance line on the game was Patriots minus one. Which makes no sense given that both these teams were on bye last week, right? Like the line would move them. I, I, who knows? I guess people aren't really betting advanced. But line. I do agree that regardless, this is where the line is now. And I think a lot of people realize that, you know, this could maybe uh, match up. I mean, people, uh, Frank Wright is a coach that people would trust against Bilicek, maybe on a short list, maybe undeserving. But if you had to make a short list of coaches you would trust potentially against Bilicek, I think Frank right would crack most of people's lists and i think you nailed it on the head here pat it's whether you've bet on the patriots in their run or bet off them you're still like okay it's crazy what they're doing it's different it's what i've stated many times for us who cheer for other teams it's both both marvelous and, but also frustrating you marvel at what they're able to do it's frustrating because most of us cheer for teams that have never won anything and their ability to win so much and not really even have a downturn to just be back is, you know, it makes your head explode at time while you're marveling at it. But so many of us, it's like a roulette wheel. Listen, they've beaten a lot of good teams in this run. Uh, Chargers, Browns, Bills. Uh, I'm probably disrespecting them by forgetting some. Tennessee, like they've beaten a lot of these AFC playoff teams in this run. They're like, they just got to lose a game. Like, I respect what they're doing. I acknowledge Bilicek's amazing. I acknowledge Mac Jones looks fantastic. But at some point, they got to just lose a game. Unfortunately for us who feel this way, Pat, it's out of a bye. Which, they're both out of a bye, but you want to pick on Bilicek out of a bye? Oh, here's my question, though, Patrick. If you think Andy's going to win this game, was brought up to me by a buddy who deep dived and he likes to bet heavy sometimes. Colts to win the Super Bowl 35 to 1. If you think they're going to win this game, shouldn't you make that bet? Like A doesn't that propel them sort of into the playoffs in many regard and then B 
um, change the market's perception of them because they'll have beaten the one seed in, in the conference. So technically from that point on, they'll be able to beat anybody in no. the conference. See, see, I, I disagree. And I think that, yes, if you bet the Colts to win the Super Bowl today and they beat the Patriots, you're probably looking at the Colts 20 to one or 18 to one next week to win the Super Bowl. So, yes, you would be getting better value on the Colts if you bet them this week and they win this game. Obviously, I just think it's a very particular matchup to the Patriots where these teams are very similar in the way that they're constructed and what the game plan that they want to have is, you know, don't turn the ball over, run the ball as much as possible, uh, do most of your work in the trenches, especially on the offensive line and really push people over. But I don't know how the Colts fare against some of these other AFC teams is the thing. Like, if you put the Bengals up against them, I think I would like the Bengals. You put the Chargers up against them, I think I would like the Chargers. You put the Chiefs up against them, I think I like the Chiefs. If the game is in Indianapolis, I think I like the Bills against Indianapolis. If it was in Buffalo, I weirdly like the Colts a little bit more. Uh, and then you get into a situation where Tennessee has their number when Tennessee is healthy, and Tennessee is probably gonna be healthy by the time the playoffs come around. So I actually think if you're gonna bet a team in the AFC right now to win the Super Bowl, Tennessee is the bet. Okay, maybe. I'm just saying, I think if you like the Colts to win this weekend, I'm making the case that it represents some Super Bowl uh, value. Again, I'm I'm still making my buddy who made the big bet, like, try to sell me. And I'm like, if I decide to win this weekend, then I will join you on them winning the Super Bowl. The thing that is interesting about them, Pat, in the games they have blown, like, we haven't seen them go down double digits and and um come back you know so there's that question mark and i guess that question mark remains with the patriots but the games the colts have blown it feels like the titan game the raven game um they had big leads and they i guess because you run the ball and and i don't know they they had big leads in those games and they and they lost them it's not like they have had an ability to come back so i agree there are questions that remain. But if you like them, I would take them to win this to, to win the Super Bowl. Uh, who are you taking this week? I'm taking Indy, but I don't love this game yet. Uh, but I am taking Indy as someone who just thinks the Patriots just gotta lose a goddamn game already, okay? I'm going to take Indy 2 to back up what I said. Um, I don't feel great about it. It's going to be a pick on this show. And maybe when Saturday night rolls around and I've had a few beer, maybe then all of a sudden I'll be in on betting this game. But I have no inclination to be like, man, I love Indy in this game. They're not going to be on a short list or best bets or anything like that for me. But I feel like they, the Patriots will be for Tim. Yeah, to quote a philosopher that we know, man, Patriots. That's how I feel about this game. Uh, I love, love, love. New England in this spot, getting points, getting them on the money line. They're the third part of the th Thursday, Saturday money line parlay. You bet the farm, you win 7.65 farms. I really like New England in this spot. The whole world is talking themselves into betting on the Colts. The Sharps like them because of some of the numbers. The public are betting the Colts because, as I think it was well described by Jeff, they the people hate the Patriots. They are still quite miffed as to what they did a week ago by just not throwing the ball and basically just making a joke out of that game while Buffalo floundered. I get all of that. The Colts are rolling out Carson Wentz. It's a game that the whole world is trusting Carson Wentz to win. I, I don't. Uh, I, I feel like I'm standing out in the middle of nowhere by myself screaming, 
The Patriots are so much better than Indianapolis. This is silly. I, I understand that people say the Colts match up well for them, and that's all well and good, but both but the Patriots are coming off by and have been strategizing for this game, and they know that they're underdogs in this game. It's indoors in climate control. I don't see any reason to believe the Patriots should struggle in this game. I, I think the Patriots eat them up and, and spit them out because the Patriots are the team. You should be betting on to win the, the, to get to the Super Bowl in the AFC because the Patriots are the team that's going to the Super Bowl in the AFC. And everybody knows this. I think when the, I'm making I, I, I think the bet, suggestions, I, I'm not suggesting the team that's plus like 300. No, you're too busy betting Miami to make the playoffs just to get me annoyed. I know what you're doing. <laughs> Might as well bet to make the Super Bowl too, like everybody else in the world seems to think they're going to make. But I don't. But apparently, two is better than Kyler Murray. Is what I'm reading these days. We uh we had a friend uh, show Tim a fake bet slip of him putting a hundred dollars on the Dolphins to win the Super Bowl, and Tim got very triggered. Well, I just don't understand why people would even want to make that bet. Like, what a waste! What an absolute waste! I listen. I know he's not on the board right now, but if the Dolphins really do run the table here, Jeff, are Tua MVP odds? No, we're going to cash. People love Tua. They'll just vote for him. You know, well, Tim Tim spent his Saturday afternoon, Pat, um, using the playoff machine for five weeks to, uh, he claims, genuinely put the Dolphins into the playoffs. There's That's a- how he spends Saturday afternoons now. There is only one way this ends. We all know how this ends. Somehow the Dolphins and Ravens end up with the same record, and the Dolphins get the tiebreak over Tim's Super Bowl winner, and they make the playoffs. That's how this ends. I can't have that. I'll have to get involved. Oh, really? How are you going to get involved? Well, I really can't get involved, but like, I just I can't have the Dolphins in the play. I just, I just can't. All these people, I'm betting the Dolphins to do this. I'm betting the Dolphins to do that. I don't need to know what you're betting on the Dolphins, people. I don't need to no, know. Fine, go ahead. Yeah, you can say it's rent free or whatever. But I don't need to know what you're doing. If you want to set your money on fire and bet on a team that doesn't have a quarterback who can throw it past the line of scrimmage and an offensive uh, coach that doesn't – go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and waste your money. You're not you're not getting me upset. You're not angering me by telling no. me. You're just wasting your time. You sound pretty under control. I am under control. I and look when we get to that game, like the Dolphins are clearly going to win this week. Oh, so you're uh, already using your cursing that. powers, huh? No, I just have already, I've already accepted that. Oh yeah, I can't imagine that we would be the team that would trip them up and keep and, and put their playoff hopes. Tim, this, this is your course. Super Bowl. This is where your life is at right now. Week fifteen, Jets at Dolphins. Jets win. It's like winning the Super Bowl for you. This is all you have. Well, I have a week eighteen too. Some of us still remember when the Jets got screwed by Buffalo in the last week of the year and missed the playoffs. And I would love the idea of being able to return that favor to Buffalo in week eighteen. Uh, when our turn comes. So we have a chance in week 15 and week 18, we have a couple of hinge games, not for the Jets. The Jets are not the hinge team, but we're playing in two games that are hinge games for the AFC coming down the stretch. Well, every game that you declared a hinge game this season for the Jets, it actually turned out that the Jets weren't involved in the hinge whatsoever. Well, they were sort of were. Anyway, they are involved in both of these. This how, how are they? How are they sort of? Well, I mean, they, that that them beating Tennessee is one of the reasons that tight that the Patriots are probably going to have 
home field is uh, in a in a tie uh, in a tight situation where head to head doesn't. Yeah, so that had, so it didn't really apply to that, but it seems like it applied to the Patriots and the Titans, not the Jets. Yeah, I, I suppose that that part is true. Sad scene. Sad scene. So you're two Super Bowls this year. You got two of them this year for the Jets. Week 15 against Miami to try to prevent them from making the playoffs. And week 18 against Buffalo trying to prevent them from making the playoffs. Didn't That's what we've got. That's that's it's a lot to look forward to, I must say. Saturday Sunday games now. NFC East, Dallas at the Giants. It appears like Mike Glennon is going to start once again. Dallas is a 10.5 point favorite on the road. Jeff, you just watched the Giants pretty closely last week. They were god-awful. But Dallas seems like they're running on fumes right now, don't they? Yeah, I'm going to take the 10.5 here um, with Dal- uh, Sorry, with the Giants at home. Jeez, there's not really a ton to go off of when you're betting the Giants. And by all accounts, their defense had a lot of playmakers healthy. There was a point deep in that game where their receiver – with the most yards was like seven. It was John Ross. Seven one, yards. one catch for seven yards. <laughs> I know Rudolph had the big play, but that play doesn't happen if Derwin James is there. Either James is in coverage or James would have been that safety blitzing and would have gotten there the quarter second earlier than that that whole play. Um, yeah, I don't know. Division division game in New York. Give me give me the Giants plus plus ten and a half. I don't, I don't know. I don't love it, but I'm not laying the number with Dallas. I almost feel Tim like taking Dallas in this game because I, I feel like no one's going to take them here. And the giants are just like legit bad. They're awful. And the way to really get to Dallas and although maybe Tyron Smith is out. So that's going to hurt. And we've seen their offense be kind of muddled when he doesn't play. And Dak legitimately, since he's come back from this injury has been straight up bad. Like he was, um, he was an MVP, top three MVP candidate before he hurt his calf. Since he's come back, he is like Baker Mayfield essentially in terms of stats. Oh yeah, he's not. He's not been playing good football. He's been playing terrible football. They've been winning despite of him, not because of him. I mean, he single handedly tried to keep put bring the Washington football team back in that game on Sunday, and we we watched that game extensively because a friend of ours had a lot of money on it. So like, I was really focused on that game. I had a lot. And, of, I had a lot of money on that game. As well. Fair enough. <laughs> fair, fair enough. It seemed like everybody in the in the world bet Dallas in that game, and good for them. They got their cover. I'm I'm happy to see people do well. Uh yeah. I'm going to take the Giants. Too many games in division at home. I expect Dallas to win by seven. I expect it to be an ugly, bad, dumb game where it finishes like seventeen to ten. I'm going to take Dallas. Just blindly take them. I can see them winning this game like twenty to three. Or something like that. Dallas's defense does look really good. They've been pretty lights out. They've been getting, and their defense is healthy. Everyone is back. The Giants can't block. Dallas has one of the better pass rushes in football. That they can scrape their way to above twenty points, I think they cover this number. So I'm just going to blindly go with the team that's been covering spreads all year long, ten and three against the spread. And the Giants are god awful. And that's sort of the play that I want to make here. As most listeners know, I've been struggling through some health problems, mainly a chest infection and a sinus infection, and it was really hard to sleep, but Beam Organics really helped me through everything. Beam is a functional wellness brand that makes products for sleep, calm, focus, energy, hydration, and recovery. And Beam's new limited edition sleep product, this is the one that vastly helped me, 
White Chocolate Peppermint Dream Powder is a healthy hot cocoa for winter that's here to give you the best sleep ever. And I will attest, it will give you a fantastic sleep. It's triple lab tested, no added sugar or artificial sweeteners, only 15 calories and tastes delicious. No THC founded by two former professional athletes. And it contains the ultimate sleep promoting ingredients. Nano hemp, reishi, magnesium, i-theanine, and melatonin. No grogginess the next day either. I can confirm that. In a review for Beam's website for White Chocolate Peppermint Dream, Cole wrote, This is a really delicious new flavor. I usually kind of have a sweet tooth at night, but when I drink this stuff, I don't feel the need to eat sweets at night. My girlfriend just makes us two mugs while we watch TV, and then we fall right asleep. The stuff is perfect for the holidays. I ordered some for my mom for her Christmas gift. Thank you, Cole, for that excellent review of Beam Organics. Are you... Ready to try? Get $20 off any purchase over $75 when you go to beamorganics.com slash mayo. Just go to beamorganics.com and type in our code mayo at checkout. This offer includes one-time purchases and subscriptions. With subscriptions, you get access to exclusive monthly savings, free shipping, and VIP customer support, plus a great beam froth and mug. You can also pause or cancel anytime. White chocolate peppermint won't last long, so head to beamorganics.com slash mayo, or just go to beamorganics.com and type in code mayo at checkout for $20 off any purchase over $75. Houston at Jacksonville. Jacksonville is now a four-point favorite against the Texans. 39 is the over-under. These two teams met back in week one, and Houston beat the absolute shit out of the Jags. Trevor Lawrence... Hasn't thrown a touchdown pass since, I don't know, Caesar was in power. <laughs> I threw this theory out. Well, in, in fairness to him, Jake had some good stats about Trevor Lawrence, about his on his uh, passes that are on target versus off target. And Zach Wilson is actually ahead of him if you include the ground in front of people. Uh, then he would be okay. ahead of Trevor Lawrence in those same numbers. So. Your argument in favor of Trevor Lawrence is that we uh, just want to talk about Zach. Okay, that's fine. No, because I know where you're going with this. Why are you laughing? I'm not going anywhere other than just I'm delighted to see all these people. And you saw it on Twitter this week. It was all over Twitter. Or the, all the people saying, well, Z- Trevor Lawrence better avoid the Jets. What a disaster situation that would be for him. Yeah, I mean, uh, so- somehow he's found himself in a worse circumstance. And uh, not that he chose that. That, that wasn't his choice. But, uh, yeah, that's, there, there was one St. John the Baptist talking about how Trevor Lawrence did not look that great, despite what everybody else said uh, in the world. And that was me. And I've been proven more right than wrong. And I appreciate I'm not going to get my credit. I'm not going to get my due from anybody. But I just want people to know that I know, that they know, that I know that I was right. Um, As it turns out, Jeff, I have some inside scoops on your private DMs with Tim that apparently it's less about Tua and it's more about Trevi now. Is that true? Listen... Um, yeah, no, I don't even run the race with him on Tua. I told you, I'm like the, we, we like don't the talk fat about kid that like got about, gassed out. Like, we talk about T-Law these days. No, all I said to Tim, and this was before it became like uh, Mimi Central, and I've been saying it to Tim for a couple weeks. Yes. Is if Trevor Lawrence was a Jet, he would be getting so much more heat than Trevor Lawrence on the Jags. And 
The question is that I begged to Tim, who's probably the, uh, the wrong person to have this conversation with, but I like talking on issues that don't involve Tua or Lawrence. I really do enjoy discussing the minutiae of the league with Tim. Um, we're like-minded in that. Yes, it's true. Um, you know, and a lot of like just boring stories that maybe other people don't wouldn't care about. Nonetheless, Trevor Lawrence is being protected because a everyone is just acknowledging that it's a free pass because Urban Meyer's created such a yeah. shit show. Yeah, is hold on, that's or, hold, hold on, on. That, that, B, that, that's my question. You admit Trevor Lawrence is bad, then you're pretty much admitting you were wrong. You just got in line following a couple that's of draft I'm a, experts. I, I know. I, I, like I me. feel like it's all a conspiracy against me, but I mean, I'm not going to say that. But you just did. Is that because you but suffer from main character syndrome? This is why I didn't want to say that. Because, because but, that, but that's how you feel. That's why you, you. That's why you have main character syndrome. Now hold on. Is Urban Meyer providing too much of a smokescreen here? Because everyone just hates him and they just don't care yes. about anything else that happens. That's possible. Two. Because when you it, can't perform in garbage time, yeah, that's an enormous red flag. Like absolutely an enormous red flag. The most nut low Jaguar quarterbacks of our time performed in ja in garbage time for us. So is it a weapons problem in Jacksonville? Because Tim has now come to say that it's a weapons problem in New York. However, like five weeks ago, the Jets had the best skill possession players in football. But ever since Zoomer Zach came back, they're no longer good, according to Tim. But with everyone else, That's they were good. If, if you swapped those two players, would things be different? Would Trevi be know. good in New York? I think Trevi would not be good in New York because he's not that good. Okay. Interesting. Which I've been saying for months. I, I just think there's just a safety net. The Urban Meyer thing allows everyone that yeah. told us this guy was the second coming, it allows them more time before admitting they might be wrong. And who wouldn't use that safety net if you're if there's one under you? They're taking advantage of the safety net they have um they have been given. But Tim has also said you can't even judge a rookie by his first <laughs> I agree. year despite harshly judging Tua and giving and Trevor and Lawrence judging Lawrence, but giving Zach a lot of free passes. Oh, well, at least the, I'll give, uh, I'll, I'll give Trevor Lawrence his credit. They're not benching him in the middle of games. These are letting him play <laughs> games. Uh, so I, mean, I could give them that. They have that kind of confidence in him. I he does know how to put the ball past the line of scrimmage. I remember uh, um, whatever year it was. And Jeff took such exception to Sean McVay when they interviewed Sean McVay and he could remember all the players on every team and all the plays. Remember how much of it's like how mad you would get about that. The people pointed to that about him being a good coach. Uh, like, oh, look how good of a coach McVay is. He knows all of the players. Well, as it turns out, Urban Meyer doesn't even know the players on his own team. So which one would you rather have? <laughs> yeah, you're right. And I honestly don't want to insult McVay for that because Staley just does an outstanding job. Like, he'll go through your fourth guy on the depth chart, like when talking about an opposing position group. Um, and he's just rhyming them off. He knows everything that could be coming on Sunday. Well, Urban Meyer's sitting there it's trying to get football Urban Meyer's trying play. to get a reporter to smell his fucking fingers. That's all he's doing. Oh yeah. goodness me! I, hey, I listen, will say, friends you've of got... Sean McVay is a nice coaching tree at the moment. Yeah, handsome. I've got to say, I love the Texans in this game, and I, I'm not one. I'm not like Cam, who loves the, all the worst teams every week. I'm not that person, but I do adore the Texans this week. They're the first part of a four-team tease. We're teasing them all the way up to 10 and a half because there is no circumstance on God's green earth 
that the Jaguars are defeating a team by more than 10 points. It's just not happening. Six, six uh, point, six point, six point tease for you. Six and a half point tees. Six, ten and a half. So you're going to get up to 10 and a half. Okay. So here's the thing. I looked at this line when it opened, it was minus three Jags. And I thought to myself, who in the world is betting Jacksonville minus three? It feels like Houston is going to be the most popular spread pick of the week. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, oh, like, no one's just going to bet this game. So that's probably what really is going to happen. But, like, mm-hmm. when it comes to picks and people talking about it, everyone's going to take Houston. And now it's somehow minus four Jacksonville. I don't know what's going on. It feels like we are all getting played to, to just to bet Houston here. Because I'm with you. I, I Why wouldn't you take Houston? They're a better team. They are not a better team. They have the better. Uh, I, I'm upset I didn't make Seattle my super lock. Okay, ha- how about this? Do, do the Texans have the best rookie quarterback of 2021? They definitely have the best rookie quarterback in this game. The Houston Texans are going <laughs> to finish it. the. Stop it. <laughs> doesn't live rent free in my. Oh, he throws four picks last week. You don't hear a peep about it. On Sunday night football, uh, on a uh, football night in America, not a peep. Zach throws four picks against the Patriots. It's the front page of New York Times style news. See, so, uh, so, so New York, New York paper talks about New York team. No, no, I'm, I'm using that as a, as a, as a. If metaphor. Trevor Lawrence was a Jet, the world would be ending. Oh yeah, Trevor. It would be, like I don't not- disagree with. Him in that respect, the league going out of its way to protect a jaguar, and it would never protect the jet. It's it, no uh, one it's is protecting the jaguar. I think media people don't are care more enamored with the Urban Meyer story. They don't oh, care to talk that. about two jaguar stories. And while blaming Urban Meyer, it also allows people to not admit they may have been dead wrong about somebody. So they're just holding off on that other That's part fair. of the story. By by the later, I'll collect my credit. By, I will come to collect. By the numbers, these are the two worst teams in football by a pretty significant margin. And the Texans are, by the numbers, significantly worse than the Texans, or significantly better than the Texans have been, which is kind of crazy. The Jets actually are, are the third worst team. They're actually I believe be- it. They're behind the Lions now. So, like, do you just blindly grab the points, or do we, or do we pivot, Jeff, and just take Jacksonville in this spot because no one's going to take them? No, no, no. I'm pivoting. There's money to be made against Houston the rest of the year, even on the spreads. Now, if the Chargers somehow beat the Chiefs on Thursday night, I can only imagine what sort of number um, I'm going to have to lay on on uh, next week. 13 and, a half, char- 13 and a half in Houston It would be my guess. I think it's yeah. 13 and a half either way, whether they win or lose on Thursday night. <laughs> Uh, maybe, but here's the part of it, Pat, where I could argue the Jaguars defensive line really could like win this game. Like, yeah, but I think they're the best unit mismatch in this game. No, the, t- the Texans defensive line against the Jags offensive line is the biggest mismatch mismatch in this game. The Texans defensive line is good. They generate pressure. We, yeah, we against Lovey Smith. Um, terrible game. So <laughs> worst game in the NFL. Worst game no, all I year. Don't know. Houston, I'm taking. I'm taking the Jags. I'm taking the Jags. I don't know if it's real money. Even though I said there's real money to be made against Houston, this is, I guess, the barometer of that. And I'm not prepared to make that bet. But give me the Jags. I'll take Jacksonville too. Just like I said, I think the world's going to be on Houston. Somehow the line keeps creeping towards Jacksonville. I'll just take Jacksonville and 
be done with it. I'm excited to see Davis Mills, though. They're giving him a run here. There was a report out of Houston today that said, you know, this is a tryout for Davis Mills. They might pass on a quarterback in the draft if Davis Mills is good enough and just roll with him. They should. There's no QBs worth taking as high, like in the, with the second or third pick. And they have needs elsewhere. Like they should trade back and acquire picks. And if they can't, there are lots of stalwart defensive players that they could go grab. Uh, they should not reach on a quarterback. Tennessee at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a two-point dog at home against Tennessee, who got Julio Jones back last week. It doesn't seem like A.J. Brown is going to be back this week. Um, but, and Derrick Henry is going to be you know, week 17, week 18 probably, but they just kind of keep rolling along. Tennessee, they're not quite as bad as maybe that their roster looks like. Tannehill is still playing well. The defense is a little bit better than I think that people give it credit for. And Pittsburgh is just a weird team. The moment that they're down by a bunch of points, they get real dangerous. But here's the sneaky part. Can Tennessee get up by enough to trigger that momentum inside of Pittsburgh where they just play like just very basic football the entire game and this just ends up being 17-14 Tennessee? that's what I can see this game being, Tim. I understand that logic. I'm teasing the Steelers up. They're the second part of my 14 tees. I kind of like them here as a home dog getting two points for the teaser purposes because you can take it all the way to eight and a half because I don't think the Titans are quite – I mean, the Steelers, for all their problems, are 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. Like, they're not a terrible team. Mm-hmm. And they have flashes of brilliance, even though they also have stretches of, of awfulness. I think much like that earlier game I talked about, this game is going to come down to whether the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line can hold up to the onslaught of the Titans pass rush. If they can do that and give Ben just a slight bit of time, I don't trust the Titans back end to be able to make the plays necessary to keep some of their receivers in check. I think Steelers are very, very live in this game. Where Uh, Question, where do you think Tennessee rates this year in terms of pass coverage? I don't know. Second. I bet you... Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised to hear that, but I also don't think that they're as loaded with talent as that either. I think they're overperforming. And the Steelers can certainly, we've seen game after game, the Steelers have had opportunities to take advantage of big shots. And it comes down to whether Ben has time to set, look down the field and make his throw or not. If he gets time, I think the Steelers are live. I'm going to take them and I'm going to tease them up. I hear exactly what you're saying because there is my inclination. Tomlin as an underdog at home, just roll with the Steelers. This seems like obviously a game that they win because they win this type of game every single year under yes. Tomlin. I just don't think that Pittsburgh's any good. I, I I think I picked them to win this division to begin the year. I think when we made our AFC title predictions that they were my AFC championship loser to the Chiefs, I think it was. I think I think when I go back and watch the AFC show, I had Chiefs over Steelers in the AFC championship game. But, like, watching them every single week, Jeff, they're fucking brutal. Like, they're really bad. What do they do well? Hello? Oh, you can't hear us. Well, that explains why he wasn't answering. I, I said, th- what do they do well? But I didn't hear you asking me. Oh, no, I, 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 Jeff. I was throwing. I said, Jeff. <laughs> and then there was a, a large pregnant pause there. Like, did you think I was? Okay. I don't know what the Steelers do well, <laughs> but I got to tell you, both of these teams, I think, are way worse than their record. Like, 
I actually think Tennessee. I, I I weirdly think Tennessee is good, and the yes, way that the, the way that they managed the way the way that they have been able to overcome injuries to basically. I mean, it kind of turns out that Tannehill is a lot more important than maybe we gave him credit for because we blah, thought they were blah, dead. Blah. We thought that they were dead without Derrick Henry. They weren't. We thought that they were dead without AJ Brown. They weren't. No, we they thought, still might be dead without Derrick Henry. They might be They've dead without thought- Derrick Henry, but I feel like the. Tennessee, no, 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 ten, still, the last dead. last three years, Tennessee has become what we just think Pittsburgh is every year. Okay. Let me go here. Um, this could be a super lock, and that would be the Steelers. For starters, uh, I think the Titans do suck without Derrick Henry. They do. They 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 lost it. Their last three games, they've lost the Texans. They got absolutely ass whooped by the Patriots. And I'm seeing here they average 3.8 yards per play versus the shitty Jaguars. Okay? I've seen nothing from them. I've seen nothing from them. Pittsburgh, a real hard team to figure out. Um, And Pat, very dangerous. Because remember that game they played the Chargers and it sort of worked out sort of like this Viking game where they did those things late in primetime. And then we spoke the next week like, will that have an effect on, on the spread and and what people think they're capable of. And, and I believe the game after that failed Charger comeback. Was, we we, we hammered. We hammered. Yeah, we hammered the Bengals against them. Yeah, they got shit throttled. Like, um, no, they're really bad. And, and a team like the Bengals can expose where they're bad. I like, I don't think Minnesota is that like, I like Minnesota. So if they got their asses blown out on a short week by Minnesota, I didn't think that was an undeserved fate potentially. Um, So I'm going to spin the comeback as kind of being impressed that throw Ben made at the end of that game. Listen, for all the jokes we make, what a, what a hero. Like, honestly, the guy is a, is a goddamn legend. And in some ways it's sad that he sort of turned into this like meme joke at the end here but but what a warrior and what a throw like you couldn't have put that ball in a in a hole the size of a football and he did um i'm taking pittsburgh at home also also important to note here guess what pal friends everybody maybe the deciding factor in why this could be my super luck tennessee is playing for dog dick nothing their probability to make the playoffs is literally like 99%. They can't not make the playoffs. Can they even get first in the conference? Yes, Probably they can. Not. Look at the rest of their schedule after this week. They could do yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's easy. They, they, they don't have any hard games. I get it. They're in that shit division. But I, I they're still, I, Pittsburgh's playing for everything. Tennessee's playing for very little. Very, very, very little. Yeah, but the Steelers always win this game. I'm just going to it, it, right it, it really does feel like the Steelers win every game. The Titans actually have the Niners and Dolphins the next two weeks. They really do need this one if they want to continue in the onesie because they probably beat the Texans in week 18. 
And I mean, they'll probably beat the Dolphins because Tim's hate that they suck, but we'll see how that ends up going. I I just look at this. The biggest mismatch, obviously, in this game is going to be, you talk about, can they keep Ben upright? Is Tannehill stay upright in this game? Because the Pittsburgh pass rush is still very good. The offensive line for the Titans has just been kind of mangled all year long. They don't give Tannehill a bunch of time to throw the ball downfield, but I know it's... Dalvin Cook doing it against him on Thursday night, but Tennessee, like when they run the ball, they run the ball basically as good as Minnesota does, no matter who is back there. Obviously, if Derrick Henry is there, it's even more of a problem, but they've still been running the ball like pretty okay. They ran the ball really well against the Patriots, and the Steelers' rushing defense is horrible. Like you can control the game against them that way. So I'm going to take Tennessee minus two here, and we'll get to this next fun game Arizona at Detroit. Uh, Coin is taking Pittsburgh as well, by the way. Arizona coming off the loss on Monday night at Detroit. 13 and a half is the number. 47 and a half is the over-under. I will make this short and sweet. Arizona almost always covers these big numbers on the road this season, so I will take the minus 13 and a half in Detroit. Easy game. I'll go quickly, too. Arizona's too banged up. Kyler looked hurt. Uh, You know that Hopkins is hurt. And uh, the Lions at home are getting too many points. The spread should be 10. It's 13 and a half. There's a little bit of value on Detroit. I will take the Lions. You're going to tease them up to... 20? Nope. Why not? Nope. Why, not? Why, not? Why not? Why not? Why not? I am not putting the Lions and Texans on the same parlay. It's not happening. But there's all, one pair of there's people. value in this spread already. There Mom's is value. Spaghetti. There's more value elsewhere. No, no, no. Look, there's more value elsewhere. Uh, I will not be bullied. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, Cardinals in a dome versus a horrible team. They'll cover. Yeah, we saved some time on that one. Oh, Carolina and Buffalo. It appears <laughs> like Josh Allen is going to play in this game. Uh, although he is dealing with this foot injury right now, they might try to get uh, Mitch Trubisky some extra reps. But they're favored by 10.5 at home against the Panthers. 43.5 is the over-under. I saw Leone release some numbers uh, earlier. Again, I was looking at the overall. I was waiting for the Bills to drop really low in terms of Super Bowl odds. Uh, and they just, they won't do it. They, the books refuse to post them low. They're scared that people are going to, all the advanced analytics community, maybe they're just completely wrong about this, it still has a lot of faith in Buffalo. They're 12 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook to win the Super Bowl right now. And I think Leone pointed it out really well. There's just a lot of coin flip games that have gone against them so far this season. Like when you look at EPA per play and when you look at defense, they're still one of the better teams in the league. I don't know if that's going to hold up once they start playing again against almost every good team outside of Kansas City that they've played this year. They have lost. And whether it was you know, New England not passing on them or them going for two and not beating Tennessee or you know, they had a chance to go for it against Tampa Bay and go steal that win on the road on Sunday and they decided to kick the field goal and then they punted back to Brady in overtime and that was the end of it. Like these have all been games uh, and a lot of them have been coin flip games. They got pounded by Indianapolis. That was one where they really got blown out. But Carolina's not on their level. Buffalo tends to cover against the really shitty teams, except for Jacksonville, apparently. Uh, but I will take Buffalo minus 10 and a half at home, Tim. I'm with you. Uh, Buffalo does win these games against sort of cupcake opponents. And they'll win. And of course, I mean, I understand that the advanced stats like Buffalo because the Bills are really good at everything except winning games, which is just uh, it's an interesting fact about them that they're really good at things except for the only thing that actually matters. But sure. No, I, I think they win in cover here. I, I have no fear in the Panthers doing much and uh, move on to next week when they play. I think it's, I think it's Patriot week next week. So do yeah, uh, I don't have much to say. This, I like, this I like is like when uh, 
the Chargers were good at everything on offense, but scoring points. Yes, like the only thing. But but but, but then but then they start. Mattered. But then they started to score points. Yes, then they're thirty and forty, and and, and we expect is the Bills now. to win this game, and we expect the Bills to win this game. So yeah, give me you guys. I don't really have a lot to say. I'm one of the people that. I mean, I want to believe for Buffalo that even in that loss, they found something in that second half, maybe just an ability to just. Yeah, I mean, the Bills are so used to losing games. You think they'd be really good by now of finding something to take out of losses because it happens all the time. Uh, It's a skill they possess. I mean, I don't know what to make of it. I will say that I'm a little tickled. Like I take it as a point of achievement for the chargers that they have a better record than the bills because I, like many people thought bills are really good. This is the bills time when the bills beat the chiefs. I think the bills became the favorites to win the super bowl. The night they beat the chiefs, like not just Probably. anecdotally, I think actually that happened. I mean, I can see it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't taking some pleasure. Again, crabs in the bucket, right? Bring that crab right back down to the bucket with me. Uh, and it's they lost to Pittsburgh, and then they kicked all the ass of these bad teams. But when they lost to Pittsburgh, I think it said, uh-oh, the Bills might not be ready to be like the pretty girl. And we're here, it's week 15, and it seems like they really are still struggling with their pretty girl status. Yeah, but, but, but are we are we out of that now? Now aren't they back into a place where they're a bit more comfortable? That people don't believe in them anymore? Yeah, until yeah. they win this week by 1,000, and then they're like two-point underdogs at New England next week. I know, I, I agree with you, Pat. And again, outside of that one game versus Jacksonville, it does feel like you know they've really just beaten the tar out of out of bad teams and there's a stank going on in carolina that's for sure well you you did make mention of like the bills run defense is like it's now the it went from the first rated run defense they're now like the 13th rated run defense like four weeks later and like you mentioned that every team every time they go up against an elite rushing team or an elite runner that they tend to have a lot of problems does cam fit that mold because he is an elite runner no because he's not, he's, he's not an elite passer. I can tell you that much at this point. <laughs> no. Uh, it's rough days for Carolina. I don't know if Matt Rule should survive after this season. He's done such a bad job over the last two years there. Maybe it's time for him to go. I mean, it's funny that you, you called for, you always said that he was a bad coach once he shunned the Jets, but you were big up in Joe Brady, and then he got fired. Yeah, well, I guess, uh, I, well, I thought Brady wasn't doing a terrible job, but I was wrong. And uh, maybe Rule should go, too. I don't think he's proven anything in two years. Let him go back to Baylor. You think he'll go back to Baylor? That's what you think? No, but let him go back. No, to Baylor as an outstanding coach. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Let, let, let him coach. go back to college where uh, he had some success. Jets at Miami. Main screen. Oh, God. No, thank you. I mean, uh, honestly, it's probably going to be like Tennessee and Pittsburgh. Um, yeah of these games or Washington and Philly, maybe, or maybe this one, who knows? Dolphins are favored by eight and a half, 42 and a half is the over under. Did go ahead, Tim, take it away. Why, why are, why are the Dolphins going to win this game by 500 points as you try to curse them? I don't think they win by 500 points. Just the Jets are incredibly injured. And I don't know what, like we, we don't have a full offensive line. 
Our receiving core is decimated. We look like we're going to get Michael Carter back this week, which would be nice. He makes a difference running it, but just the team is too injured. And so I, I just don't see a circumstance in which this is going to work out very well. It's just Zach has been put in an impossible situation down the stretch here. And I don't know who could succeed. I don't think Johnny Unitas could succeed in the circumstance that he's been put in right now. So all we can hope for is to see like last week where he had no turnovers because he didn't apparently, according to the advanced stats, he didn't throw a single turnover worthy pass. Well, that, last well when you throw it, when you throw it, direct, hold on, when you throw it directly into the ground, that's hard to pick off. It doesn't count once it bounces his, into your hands. The ball slipped out of his hands, but he did make a couple of passes last week that his counterpart in this game couldn't make uh, in his wildest dreams. But there were bad passes, but there wasn't a single, like, he was safer with the ball last week and didn't make any dumb decisions. So that was hardening. But just, uh, there's no reason to think that the Dolphins, of course, it's funny how the league loves to get us, right? Last week, they had us playing the Saints coming off a mini-buy. Now they're getting us to play the Dolphins coming off a full-buy. Like, late in the season, we're constantly up against teams who get to have all this extra time off. It's a real fair circumstance that I'm encountering week after week. The Dolphins should... Anyway, the Dolphins should win and cover this game. They'll win by 10 or more. Uh, You should take the Dolphins in this game. Jeff, do we pivot here and go against the curse? I'm not. Uh, I think the Jets get absolutely obliterated. This game is setting up to be nightmarish for Tim because Brian Flores is going to just annihilate Zach Wilson. He's just going to annihilate him. A defense, a great defensive coach whose defense is playing hot off a by a rookie quarterback that is struggling. It won't take much to create some things that Zach doesn't even see pre-snap on top of that. It's going to drive Tim nuts as Tua is just dinking and dunking for probably another 84% completion day. It'll be these perfectly timed short crosses. And then a guy's just going to sprint 60 yards. And the Dolphin fans in the room there, Pat, will be happy. And Tim will be, it's a three-yard pass. It's a three-yard pass. Like, you get just get ready for a day full of that. Do we, do we think there's going to be more of that whining or, oh, that wasn't Zach's fault. A lot of that. Because that, well, that on happens On both sides. Like, whoever has the ball, Tim, honestly, just prepare. Just start digging, buddy. You're going to have a horrible Sunday. I know. I'm, I've, I've come to accept that reality that it's not going to go well. You're going to be trolled by your family. You're going to be trolled by yes, your friends. You're going to be trolled by strangers from all parts of the globe on the internet. You're you're done for Sunday. I'm going to take the Jets well, plus eight and a half here. <laughs> like this game was tied going into the fourth quarter a month ago. Like that's changed. A lot's changed, yeah. but I just yeah. I, my, become a Miami playoff ticket holder. Miami, <laughs> I, I do think that Miami can win this game. Obviously, Miami can win this game. They're eight and a half point favorites, but they just don't seem. I know that they can win by more than this number, but. I just don't see them as a team who blows other teams out, really. Like, they're going to consistently kind of be ahead. They'll they'll not turn the ball over, that kind of thing. But, you know, if this game was 17-10, I could see that happening. If this game was 24-17 again, I can see that happening. In both those situations, the Jets cover those games. And then they get to play in primetime next week, which is nonsense. Hold on, though. It might be that game that you projected to be. But the Zach will make a mistake, short field, 
cover. I mean, that's oh, that, could happen. That's very much in play, but I will take the Jets plus eight and a half here. It'll be fun to watch with Tim when it comes down to it. Washington, Washington and Philadelphia. Not quite a loser leaves town match, but pretty much a loser leaves town match. Philly's favored by five. Jalen Hurts should be back for this game. Washington just placed, as we were recording this, like 11 players on the COVID list. So that's bad news for them. Uh, Terry McLaurin's just probably not going to play because he has a concussion. Heineke looks like he is going to play, but sustained a knee injury last week after looking horrible. 43 and a half is the over under everything. Want like just everything is setting up perfectly for Philadelphia in this game coming off by getting everyone healthy. They don't seem to have anyone on the COVID list at the moment. Uh, we'll see how that ends up turning out, but it just seems like a mismatch right now, even in division, but Something in me just wants to take Washington, but I, I won't. I'll go against that instinct and take Philly minus five. But I could just see this being a, a game of the, a folly of errors, Jeff. Hold on. You called on me again there, right? I did. <laughs> what, do you, what are you looking uh, at I'm on gonna, your computer? I'm going to take Washington plus five. <laughs> I hate this game. I'm taking both these home teams, underdogs, in this Eastern Division, uh, this game is in Philadelphia. <laughs> as just as I just have to, were, because uh, in my write-up here, I act, I, I have this where I have my pick written. I have it as the bad word written plus five. So I just had to really decompress to make sure I wasn't going to say that word maybe maybe um, maybe don't write it yeah, I, know, I, know. I like the eagles here quite a bit this has uh, um, actually went to four and a half since we started talking as well but we're still having as five for the show because that's what it says on the graphic but live at DraftKings sportsbook during this recording it has dropped to four and a half yeah i like the eagles quite a bit here i, I again I'm, i remain unimpressed by washington Philly has had to, had some time off with a bye. Hertz and Minshew can sort of split time. They're I not, they're, they're not, perhaps... not going to split time. One of them is going to start. If Jalen Hurts isn't healthy enough to play, they're not going to play him. We'll see. I I I, I kind of like the circumstances here for Philadelphia. I think it sets up very well for them. And I don't know. Just I I just don't like Washington. They shouldn't have. They had no business coming back in that game last week. They were flat and. What makes me think they're going to go into Philadelphia? Eagles coming off a bye. I don't know. I, I, have no, I have no trust in Washington, so give me the Eagles. I don't trust Minshew. I think Hurts could still be hurt. And to be perfectly honest, I think the guy who coaches the Eagles is still a bozo. So the concept of them actually taking advantage of a bye, meh. Uh, football plus five. I, I do think that you could be on to something. Like if Hurts is still injured – then they could be at a severe disadvantage. We don't know who's coming out of their vacuum because Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard were both hurt before the bye. And Boston Scott had some sort of weird non-COVID-related illness, but he was a non-factor the last time that they played. So they could be a bit banged up on the offensive side of the ball. And I think that Minshew is going to Charlie Fry his way or, or Matt Flynn his way into a bunch of money where he gets one start this year and he looks amazing against the fucking Jets. And someone's going to, maybe the Jets will pay him a whole bunch of money to come play quarterback for them. Like, I don't know if that really proves that he you had a good game against the Jets. Like, the Fantastic news. Good for you. Yeah, but there's a lot of tape on Minshew. He played for an entire season. Yeah, no one wanted him. No, no one did want him. But uh, I, I think he's still decent. 
Good is he bet. better than Trevor Lawrence, Tim? Uh, that's a very that's a very tough question. I don't know, which is an answer in and of itself. Well, we are at the midway point of the show, flying through the show today, which means we need to go you know, all breaks right now. No gas, all breaks, because it is time for Cuss Corner Mini. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. I want to talk about umbrellas and how angry I am at umbrellas. I don't understand how to open them. I'm sorry you don't have motor skills. In this day and age, how umbrellas don't withstand any amount of wind and rain in this world makes no sense to me. So on Saturday night, I went out to a concert and I had to walk a distance in the rain. And I brought my umbrella with me. An umbrella I had purchased, actually, at, at a store I really like. So I, I don't want to criticize the store. Why not? They sold but, you a faulty product. No, no. But I open up the umbrella, and I'm walking, and the wind is severe. I hold the umbrella into the wind. Arms of it start to snap. I get completely drenched. I end up throwing the umbrella in a garbage can on my way to the event, where there were three other umbrellas in the garbage can. And it, it occurred to me, as I was throwing it in there, it was like, what is wrong with umbrellas? Why uh, is there so, this bait and switch going on of good umbrellas being sold and nothing nothing lasts? They so, don't make umbrellas last anymore. That That is not true. So here's the thing. And I've, I sustain this as well. And listen, I don't know how windy it was, but I was away for the weekend up in there Toronto we with Jeff. And Jeff can attest that on Saturday, it was like 50 mile per hour winds in the city. It was crazy. crazy yeah. Uh, so I don't know how many umbrellas are going to hold up to that style of wind. That's not really what they're not. They're not made for wind. They're made for rain. But I do get your point because I've had crappy umbrellas turn inside out on me. And what are you going to do? They're, they're broke. They're useless at that point. You throw them in the garbage. But I have found, and this was an investment I made about three years ago, that I actually paid up. I paid up for an umbrella, Tim. I never had those problems again. How much did you pay for this umbrella? Uh, because of the design on it from the uh, from from the department store, I, I spent a good amount of money. How much did you pay for the umbrella? <laughs> like, oh, over under a hundred bucks for the umbrella. I guess like a hundred bucks. Okay, so that that should be a better quality umbrella. You, sir, you probably shouldn't go back. Well, what's the name of the store that sold you I'm this not cheap umbrella? No, I'm not going to talk about it. But just the fact is, is it. The umbrellas these days just don't seem, uh, by and large, to last. The, the same weekend, I sent my folks, because it was their uh, 40th anniversary, I sent them to a hotel for the night. And they were didn't have umbrellas. They were out going out for, to get something. And so, of course, hotels provide you with umbrellas. This is a nice hotel. And they were telling me the exact same thing happened to them, that the wind snapped the arm of their umbrella, too. And I was like, see? Umbrellas just don't work anymore. Well, uh, well, how 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 hard? Like how windy was it? Like was it very well, and raining torrentially? You could have called it a hurricane, but well, it if it's a hurricane, it Tim, the, the, the umbrella is not going to work in that circumstance. I need to be kept dry. I don't like getting wet, and umbrellas should be there to protect me. Well, maybe you should and wear a just, fucking I, rain jacket then. I wore a rain jacket, and I got soaked through it because well, the rain. Well, maybe you need to buy a better rain jacket. Well, maybe I, think, I do then. I mean. Truth of the matter is, Tim, the umbrellas, yeah, it's not really meant like you would be complaining if you're in like a true windstorm 
and your umbrella's not holding up. Like it's yeah. just meant, you know, you, that's all. So what am I supposed to you. walk around with then when it's incredibly rainy and incredibly windy? Nothing. The umbrella is just there for when things are mild, when it's a light shower. And when it's really rainy, you just have to grin and bear it. No, umbrella pretty should be there to protect If it's really me. windy, yeah. yeah when it's really windy, much. yeah. I guarantee you that in like Scotland and England, they have the best umbrellas because it's do, always do, windy. Do, do, you, do you only say that because you watch Mary Poppins? <laughs> no, I know, but I bet you, for example, the bumper shoots that come in Rolls Royces, I bet you they're like of top quality and they don't break in the wind like like the, all the ones around the city here did. Yeah, okay, uh, so, so, so how, how much? Yeah, how much do you think that those cost to buy, Tim? Well, you can't buy them. You have to get them. As all right, a, well, let's, as, let's say an equivalent made umbrella that would come in a Rolls Royce. How much do you think one of those umbrellas would cost? 2,000 bucks? Probably like, yeah, I was going to say two, 3,000 bucks. All right, then go spend two, 3,000 dollars on an umbrella. You won't have this problem. Well, but I don't want to do that. Well, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Tim. Money. Like, I don't see why you should have to spend that kind of money on an, on, a, on an essential necessity. Umbrellas should not be snapping like this all the time in the wind. And it was very annoying. It was very annoying to me. And, it, and the fact that it happened to my parents, too, with good umbrellas the same day, just confirmed what I needed to know. And I, as I mentioned to Paul on Sunday, that my folks went out for the hotel and there was an all-you-could-eat breakfast buffet. And they came home with two muffins, three oranges, and uh, two bottles of orange juice from this all-you-can-eat buffet. So uh, I just want to get people. This is what people do. Uh, no. So, so, so this behavior your we now just stealing fruit. Yeah, it's it's learned behavior on your part. So maybe we shouldn't be so hard on you about it. Maybe we should phone up Doug and just yell at him. <laughs> like, what are you doing? The other thing I'm really angry about, and I'm really angry about oh, this. Like, talk about you know, oh, well, people don't have, you don't have real problems, but this is a problem to me. I don't understand why Wendy's has to make all these different flavored Frosties now. For the longest time, the only Frosty was chocolate. And that was the way it was forever. And when they came up with that vanilla one a few years ago, I warned everybody who'd listened to me. As another example of me being John the Baptist. <laughs> I was the only person out there screaming about how once you allow some other flavor in, next thing you know, every single fancy flavor of Frosty on earth is going to exist. And so then strawberry came in for a bit. The other day, I'm going to Wendy's to, to try out that new uh, pub uh, burger with the world's worst bun, a.k.a. a pretzel bun. And I see that the caramel, there's a caramel latte uh, frosty now. And I was so, I was just enraged. Did, did like, they, hold, hold on, hold on, now. hold on, hold on. Did they make you eat it? No, but I had to see the big advertisement in front of the store as I drove by. And I was like, here we go. The Frosty, the original chocolate Frosty, is one of the great desserts. Did the they discontinue the chocolate? No. no but the fact Are that you more insane? Absolutely. It's you literally it, just said you got enraged. Enraged. Like, they went to vanilla, Furious. you got enraged. They went to strawberry, you got angrier. Now they've got the caramel latte, you're enraged. Because I knew it was going to happen, that they were going to just water down and they're trying to encourage people not to get the real good frosties but to get these fancy highfalutin millennial frosties because oh well if we can't have all these fancy flavors you've never heard of we're not going to have it like it's it it really makes me upset it's just give another you the example number one wendy's pro tip go ahead Don't by the way I, that is a nice pretzel bun that they have there well um, but yes a nice pretzel bun is a is, a, is an oxymoron <laughs> the wendy's pro tip is uh and I believe we've said it before, Tim. 
but the the liquid cheese that they'll put on a baked potato you get a little side cup of that for a quarter and you dip your fries in that that's, so that's, i think that's a very good idea I, I i endorse that idea i don't know if we've talked about it but i definitely endorse that idea but yeah the multi-flavored frosties just it makes me so angry there's only supposed to be one type of frosty the chocolate frosty that's the way it always was and there's no need it, it worked fine it worked fine. It was sort of quirky and neat and cool about it. That the only it was like the Model T. The only color you could get was black. Well, the only frosty you could get was chocolate, and that was great. But no, 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 no. Some VP who had nothing better to do with his time at the Wendy's Corp had to dream up all these ways to befuddle and, 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 and it just Wendy's. makes me so angry that they bring these new frosty flavors. You know they're not going to stop here. You know this is not going to be the last one. There's going to be pina colada, colada frosties, and there's going to be, uh, you know, orange flavored frosties, and there's going to be cookies and cream. It, it won't stop here. And like you can say, oh, the, these are only the things that people who don't have any problems worry about, but it matters to me. It really matters. Well, to I, 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 I think it really matters to you because you kind of hit on it. You know, this, this isn't how it was. You know, cars, they only came in one color. Jeff, you should hear him talk about where people are allowed to sit anywhere they want on a bus. It is outrageous. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I'm talking about trying not to mess around with perfect flavor combinations. The frosty is not quite ice cream. Hold on, not, can, can, you, can you can you not can, can you not get the thing you can can you not get the thing that you like anymore? I shouldn't have to ask for a chocolate frosty. I should never ever have to do that. It should just be given to me. If you just say frosty, they'll give you a chocolate one. You think that'll happen with the 17 different flavors they have on tap no, now? How, how many how many flavors like, do they actually have? I think Pat, two. They two? Have, they have two, do they? Yes, Four, just two at once. They have chocolate, and then they've been rotating in some other flavor. It's not like chocolate's never not been available. You're so weird. I guarantee you're angry. You're when you angry. roll through the drive this, through this, get is, your 14th pretzel bun of this promotion. You ask for a frosty, Jeff, and then say, I'd like a medium frosty, please, and see whether they ask you uh, chocolate. Can I tell you what I did at Wendy's? Because I didn't want all this fancy um, pub cheese or whatever they're putting on that pretzel bun burger. Tim, is I just get the classic single and I say, I'd like to upgrade that to a pretzel bun. And it was delicious. Delicious. No, you know what? I lied. Not a classic single. I got them to put a pretzel bun on a Baconator. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. And because you had to ask that, did you almost have a heart attack full of rage because you had to ask? No, but Jeff's asking for... Jeff's ordering off menu. You've got to ask when you're ordering off menu. <laughs> I'm asking for the, the, the most... It's like going at McDonald's and ordering a Big Mac and being asked, oh, what type of Big Mac is that? Like, there's only one real type. Stop stop doing this to me. Just leave it alone. What was the last leave time question for you? What was the last time you ordered a frosty at Wendy's? Six months ago. This is a really big part of your life, is it? <laughs> it it matters to me. Okay. Maybe maybe you should invest in things that matter you get more. So you remember Pat when he got he had to pull over. Pull over he, because he saw the KFC green on KFC. Yeah. <laughs> that matters to me too. I am if I have to engage in a rear guard action to protect the fast food chains that I love for making terrible You don't mistakes, even like Wendy's. I actually do like a lot of things about Wendy's, but I also, it's a love-hate relationship. There are things about Wendy's that drives me up the wall. Like the but spicy chicken, which is amazing. Well, I don't, I don't hate Wendy's for that. I just, the spicy chicken is just a terribly overrated sandwich. It's okay. It, it's just not great. 
But like there were things about Wendy's and I have memories of going to Wendy's with family members. So I mean, there's a nostalgia to Wendy's. So I have, it's, but, but they've when been I renovated. Them, they don't look like that shanty that you were visiting in 1992. I understand that all things change, but some things change because they need to, and other things decay from their change. But nothing, and, but nothing has changed. You can still order what you want to order. But I don't have to ask for it. You don't point. even know if that's true or not. You are building this. I you are building up something that doesn't no, matter in your wrong. mind to be triggered about. I guarantee if you told the lady I want a medium frosty, she would not put she would I guarantee she would say, Oh, which flavor? If I like, guarantee you, got, you that she would say to me or he would say to me, Would you like to try the, the no, no, I bet you they frosty? wouldn't I, I guarantee they have to upsell it and like get people to buy it. And what if they did? You can say no. I would like a chocolate frosty, please. Oh my god, that was so hard. That was so hard. My life is so inconvenient. I'll them. I'll PayPal you. Your you don't have PayPal. Tim doesn't have PayPal. I'll mail you. I'll mail you a twenty. Put a money order in the mail. Yeah, go to Western Union. Get a money order shipped off to Tim. He can have it in four to six weeks. Anyway, you can say this is silly or whatever. But yes, I mean, silly would be underselling it. Sad would be the proper way to say it. It matters hmm. to me. There are certain staples of places that I love that I am very protective of because I can see what's going to happen before it even happens. And I knew when they brought those vanilla Pat, frosties and I knew this was going to happen. And by, next not summer, by next summer, they might even offer you a frosty and a waffle cone, those sick animals. Well, see, I don't think, I don't think they will because frosties don't quite hold up to the cone, right? Like they're not quite an ice cream. They're not quite a shake. Like they don't quite like they're 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 a uh, they're a chameleon. They're they're uh, they're sui generis, which is what I like about frosties. I like the the flavor. It's very rich and tasty. Probably better for you than most ice creams. I, no, I, really I, like I enjoy. I like it when you I say like when you say better for you. What does that mean? Better for you than most ice creams. What does that mean? I think it probably has less sugar and fewer calories. Wendy's. Why, is why, my why do you, I, I, I gotta ask? Why do you think that? I just it's not as heavy it's not as dense it just i think it's like milk really, it's like a yeah. milk base so it stands to reason that it, you know, if you were choosing an ice cream or a, a, a dairy treat option that the frosty's probably the way to go compared to like a blizzard or a mcflurry or something well those are much bigger well you can get a large uh, frosty that's probably as big if not bigger than a blizzard right I don't. I, I would doubt it. It feels like a Blizzard's very like it's really packed in there. I feel like you get a lot of bang for your buck with a Blizzard or McFlurry. They are very dense. Where, where you don't, where, where you don't with a Frosty. But Tim, were you furious years ago when they really tried to sizzle up the Frosty and they would add like uh, they'd give you a side of like crushed Oreos? Yes. Or... Yes. I remember my grandmother and I complaining about this once. Like <laughs> look, like look, look so at that. They give you right a bag of crushed Oreo on the side. And you complain that they've given you something oh, so you're telling you me that choose the, not to use. So you're telling me the frosty that I loved for 35 years of my life was actually not good enough. That actually we need to give you something to make it better. Like it doesn't taste well. It's like when I used to go to my grandmother's for supper. If I put ketchup or mustard on her food, she'd be fierce. Oh, I don't make good enough food for you. You need to cover it in condiments. Like that's essentially what you're doing by putting a crushed up Oreo pieces. And who are you on offending, your Wendy? I'm saying that they made the wrong choice. It's good as it is. It's perfect as it is. You don't need to accommodate I just, all these what, people. How does when you and your grandmother go complain together? Can you lay that out for me? <laughs> we usually don't complain together. We complain separately. 
I was telling the story to Pat the other day that she got very upset at the bank because like me, she wipes down the whole ATM with her Lysol wipe before she begins. But there was no room in the slot like to put the, where the receipts go to put her garbage in. So she had to carry this Lysol wipe around the, the, the mall to find a garbage can for it. And I was like, I, well, I sympathize with that. Uh, I'm not that bad. I, I, I don't want to be rude to your beautiful grandmother. I bet you she missed like four garbage cans. Maybe. Which it's is possible. fair. It's possible. Anyway, my point is, laugh all you want about this. People who are listening, who are, who are passionate like we're passionate about the fast food industry, uh, will probably feel the way See, I, I disagree. I'm passionate about the fast food industry. Oh, you can get cereal, I Tim. Love, I love their ability to just constantly I bet you that's awesome. swing and miss. Like, that's part of it. I'll try it. Some will be a hit. A lot will be a, a miss. Um, yeah. Well, that, I, I that, think that's, that's, that's no a, problem. That's a really good point because Tim it really clamors for the day that McDonald's pizza comes back. But the reason that McDonald's pizza went away is because no one fucking liked it. No, people loved it. Oh, yeah. They, just, loved, they loved it so much. It's been gone for 30 years. There were I sent Tim there a documentary on it. There were technical challenges. It, it was very popular. People did adore it. But it had to do with the speed with which they could pump the pizzas out. Well, if it was oh, so well, good, you think people would wait? Well, you, it's hard in a drive through right? It starts to back things up. So I, I get that in 2021, we should be able to figure that out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, there are always exceptions that, that prove rules. Not, and, again, not every advance is a bad thing. But when you've got a staple and a classic and things are going great, leave it alone. Uh, so I, I did some research while you were talking here. So a 12-ounce Oreo McFlurry from McDonald's has 200 calories, and a 12-ounce okay. Frosty from Wendy's has 350 calories. That is hard to believe. I mean, I believe you. You're quoting the numbers, but I find I, I'm, I'm surprised to now, know that. Why, why would you find by this. Why, why would Thank you, find you that, Jeff. I'm shocked. Why, why would you find that hard to believe? You, the guy who said that olive oil had zero calories. You seem to have no grasp about what is in anything or how many calories there are in things. It just seems like Frosties are light. Like Jeff and I said, like they're lighter, they're more milky, less ice creamy. They don't have the 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 additional stuff that Frosties have. Uh, 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 Apparently there's a lot more sugar in Frosties than there is in McFlurries. I find that surprising as well. Well, because McFlurry is literally just that, that vanilla like milk ice cream that you get at McDonald's mixed with Oreo pieces. Whereas I imagine the Frosty is just... Uh, vanilla ice cream with cocoa powder, right? But I'll tell you, when I get a McFlurry, it's been a while, but I, I I'll pay up. I'll have them uh, pump a pump a squeeze of fudge in there before they put it through the shaker. The the Smarties one is the best one there. I haven't had a Smarties McFlurry in a long time, but that used to be the goat McFlurry. Okay, good to know. All right, well, triggered by umbrellas that don't I, work yeah. in hurricanes and. Frosties at Wendy's. Me and Tim would make a great. Uh, you know, like... people people have problems. I mean, December is a really hard month for a lot of people with the holidays coming. If they've lost family members, and there's really a lot to feel down about. And Tim has like sympathy pains with stuff that doesn't matter. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter to you or, or anyone. And if nothing else, Tim would make a nuts. good like Sonic commercial. Nuts. Yes, Jeff and I would make a great Sonic commercial. Slushies and shakes. There we go. Let's get to the late set of games. Unless you got something else that you're like weirdly mad about. No, no. Those are the things that were bothering me this week. 
Right? Like, are you mad that like people are using, I don't know, uh, iPhones to listen to music and not Walkmans? Is that, is that triggering you right now? Look, the days of MP3s, I believe, was the high point of music listening. And it's all been downhill since then. I mean, that's all the same stuff. You're still downloading, sort of. well, you're still downloading MP3s onto your phone. I'm not. You know this. I listen to music through YouTube on my phone. I don't know any other way. <laughs> I don't use the Spotify. I don't use the iTunes or the iMusic or the Amazon Music or whatever. I go to the YouTube. I open it up. I listen to the music that way. That's how I listen to music. But and then you listen to a song and then you listen to two 15 second commercials. You can usually skip past those pretty quickly. And it's usually after the second song that you have to skip. But whatever. That's what I know. It's what I'm comfortable So it's like radio play. Yeah, whatever. I don't mind that. Oh, gee, I have to listen to 10 seconds of an advertisement that's curated to me. And it's probably something I want to purchase anyway. So, like, what's the harm? But if you don't pay for YouTube premium, that means you have to have the YouTube app open that entire time. You couldn't do anything else on your phone or the music would stop. Yeah, that's true. But whatever, I'm listening to music. And you're really using a lot of data. I don't know how big your data plan is, but that means you're streaming a video the entire time, too. Yeah, but, like... I'm often on Wi-Fi, so using Wi-Fi data. You listen to music in the most suboptimal way <laughs> one could possibly do music. Well, this is what I know, and this is what I'm comfortable with. I used to have the iTunes when it was free, and like I had my my CDs and everything, like downloaded to it. But then, like one day, it was gone, and I don't understand how to get it back. And like I had to put all my CDs into my computer and like upload the songs onto the iTunes. But like I don't have any slots on my computer for CDs anymore. So I can't do that. So like, it's like that. Anyway, things have just become more inconvenient for people. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Sp Spotify is the world's most inconvenient app where you type I don't know it. how to you, use it. I don't understand it. What is it like? Just a, a lot of Anne Murray and Rita McNeil, like on your YouTube recents? No, it is. Well, I, I have listened to those people in the have past. Have you ever before. beat off to Reba? Reba McIntyre? Yeah. Oh, so you're confused. No. Oh, you said, it felt like you're going to say yes to that. But there was a really pronounced <laughs> no. pause there. You have an Reba Beats? No. I did used to watch that show when I was younger, though. And have Beats? No. Sure. What are you talking about? Tim. Tim ruined, Tim ruined some tube socks watching Reba, the show. Oh, my goodness. What about the Sunday night sex show? Oh, with Sue? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ever watch that, Tim? I I've heard of it. I'm sure perhaps I caught an episode or two. I don't oh. have any memories. Of it. Did you used to call in to the line under fake names and be like, look, Sue? no, I was busy. I, well, I, was, calling. I was watching Reba and I was having beats. <laughs> Is this I was normal? Busy. It's normal, right? I'm Reba. I was busy calling into the local sports show every week instead. Yeah. Then we found out that guy beat up his wife or something like that last week. Your buddy. Yeah. That's, that's terrible. I didn't, I didn't know the guy. I just called into the sports show. Can you imagine, Jeff, if you were hosting a sports program that had viewer Collins and Tim was the person who was always calling in? They loved having me call in. They always put my call through every week. Well, it was a local cable access sports show. You might have been the only person who ever called in. No, there was also another old man who would call <laughs> what did in. you call to talk about? Whatever was going on in the world of sports that week. The Jets. Sometimes. Any number. They talk about the Expos or talk about the Jets or just anything. Whatever was on the go that week that I was interested in. 
It's like a PBS sports show. No, no, it was like it was like it was like you know how you have like like the Rogers station and like yeah Rogers cable access. It's like 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 whatever like Wayne's World was being like in the in the world of Wayne's World, whatever Wayne's World Aurora Access Channel number six that it broadcast on. It was like that. like the shows that the Stern guys call into crank call, Jeff. Like that's essentially the network shows that I was calling. Nice. So I assume you also did Tradio then? I didn't call into Tradio. <laughs> did, you, did you know that he used to write the network to get transcripts of the Reba show and read it like it was like a sensual <laughs> novel? And then have a beat. Maybe two. <laughs> Uh, you're twisted. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. That's obvious. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped save them over $100 million. Like Matthew B., who said, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill. Saved $120 for the year on my Sirius XM bill. Saved $840 a year on car insurance. It's pretty good. I need to be using Truebill a lot more often because I have so many unwanted subscriptions, just like I'm sure you do. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash mayo. Go right now. Truebill.com slash mayo. It could save you thousands a year. Late set of games. Cincinnati at Denver Tap. Denver, two-point favorite at home. 43 and a half. I am not going to uh, mince words about this. This is going to be my super lock. I When I capped this game, I had it Cincinnati by three. I don't think these teams are close. I think that Cincinnati is way better, and I can't for the life of me understand how the Broncos are favored in this game. So, oh, good. Give me, uh, si- give me Cincinnati. <laughs> we agree. The, uh, the Bengals are the third part of my teaser. I like the Bengals quite a bit in this spot. I thought that the Broncos, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean the Broncos were terrible against the Chiefs, and then because they get to play all the worst teams in football this year, like that, which has inflated their record. Yeah, they took care of business against Detroit last week, but that hasn't changed much. And they play against legitimate opponents. I have no trust in the Broncos, and that doesn't change here. I think Chase should be able to devour that secondary. Uh, Chase, who's turning the corner to try to make that case to be offensive rookie of the year, needs to have another big game, and I think he gets it. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I think Mac Jones might have this locked up, despite it's just going to yeah. be it's going to be based off wins. Like if they get the one seed, it's like hey, rookie quarterback gets one seed, rookie of year. Maybe Chase had two touchdowns last week. If the Bengals get in the playoffs and he has a big push the last quarter of the season, Chase can totally win it. Uh, I agree with you. He'd have to start doing some pretty crazy stuff at this point, though. Like right now, Jamar Chase is, is second. He's three to one. Although Jalen Waddle is 65 to one to win offensive rookie of the year. He, I mean, besides Cooper Cup, he might end up lead, being second in the league in receptions, which is kind of nuts. Oh, totally. It helps when your quarterback can't throw the ball forwards very well. Oh, so what you're saying is that Tua would be excellent in 1927 football? 
Yes, he would be. He would be good for student body left and student body right. Yeah, I mean, the advent of the forward pass really, really capped his upside. As it, it really turns did. Out, according to you. So do you see this the same way we do? I mean, you're, you're the Denver guy here. You always got an eye on Denver, Jeff. They're, they're an in-division foe. Is the West that just that much better than all the other divisions that even like crappy Denver can beat them? If he just beat up on Cincinnati, who I think is pretty good. Yeah, this is a, I'm having a tougher time with this one and I'm actually going to play it the other side strictly based on the fact, Pat, that I have not seen a single person vouch for picking Denver this week. Everyone loves the Bengals. This number could probably continue um, to rise, but Denver's always been a feisty, feisty home team. Give me uh, and the Bengals off of a very demoralizing overtime loss. Where they're they would have been what maybe even first place in the division had they won, and instead they're nine seeds, so a real desperate situation for them. Every week's important for Denver. Uh, I'm going to be one of the lone people on Denver, and that has to do with really um, this. It's early in the week, and there's not a ton of bets, but we're already over eighty percent Cincinnati money on this football game. As it should be. Like that I feel like they should be favored in this game. I think that they win this game. So we're getting points. It sounds fantastic to me. So Cincinnati for everyone besides Jeff. Atlanta in San Francisco, the Shanahan Bowl, Niners favored by nine and a half at home. Forty five and a half is the over under. Tim, I'll let you take this one away. Where are you going in this? Because I feel like San Francisco is going to win, but the Falcons, like, would there be, because I, I know you hate Miami, and I think the Falcons ended up, did the Falcons beat Miami earlier this year? Did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everybody beat Miami to start the year. They started one and seven. Oh, yeah, then they got better. But, ah, oh, man, Atlanta's bad, right? Like, really bad. I don't know Atlanta's how Atlanta's bad, but, like, San Francisco is a week removed from giving away a game to Seattle. Right. So don't think for a moment. And they, and they were up 20 to six and, and then we're down in overtime <laughs> somehow to the Bengals. Like the Niners are very good at being dumb, even though they're incredibly skilled. And this is just exactly the type of game that Atlanta would win to mess things up. And with that in mind, I'm going to take the Falcons and the points. I don't trust the Niners to cover this spread. I don't think they've, they have not earned that benefit yet. There is t- the Niners are a lot like the Bills of the AFC that people keep giving them for obvious reason. They're a very talented football team. They give them a ton of clout despite being seven and six and having done a bunch of dumb things and lost a ton of winnable games. They're much better than their record suggests. And, and that is true of Buffalo as well. And this is just a classic trap game where everyone in the world thinks the Niners are going to win comfortably and either they win it super close in OT or they lose. And I'm going to, I take the Falcons here. Most people are on the Falcons, so I don't think that people are just blindly picking San Fran. I will take San Fran against the number. I, I just think this is a really horrible matchup for Atlanta's offense. I just, I, I maybe they score more points than I, I mean, they scored 21, 17, 29 the last three weeks, and that was against the Jags, Panthers, and Buccaneers. Like, 29 against the Panthers, okay. 21 against the Jags, probably should be more. None against the Patriots, three against the Cowboys. I mean, the Bucks game, I mean, it's a division game, but at the same time, I think they scored a 
Did they have a defensive touchdown in that game? Didn't they pick Brady like weirdly, like on the one yard line or something? Yeah, right before the half, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, offensively, they weren't really able to put it up. I just don't think they can score enough points here to do what Tim is saying that if San Francisco gets up 24 to 10, are they really going to rally back? I think unless their defense does it, and I don't think that San Francisco is going to play that game with them. It'll just run all over them uh, now that everyone is getting close to healthy again. So I'll take San Francisco to cover a big one. I don't feel great about it though. Hard game. Um, because I am one of those people that probably are giving San Fran more credit than they deserve. I'm also one of those people with an, a big Super Bowl future um, on them. So I guess by nature of that wager, I believe they're a good team. Problem with Atlanta guys is, as we've noticed, um, they play really well in, in a certain class of team. Yes. Wins against um, Panthers. Jags, Panthers, Giants, Jets. Uh, even the Dolphins, as you mentioned, uh, obviously when the Dolphins were, were getting their butt kicked by a lot of teams, and they've really, really gotten whooped by um, the better teams. I believe San Fran is that. Therefore, it leads me wanting to pick San Francisco. Whoa, 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 stop the clock. This is where I'm going to take Atlanta, guys. Overtime game last week for 49ers. Thursday night football next week versus the Titans. Give me Atlanta. I'm taking these points. You going to bet this game for real, you think? I don't know. No, because there's about two or three I'm thinking for my super lock, and this isn't there. But I'll take Atlanta on these points. All right. Green Bay and Baltimore. The Packers are five-point favorites in Baltimore. I don't think Lamar is going to play in this game. Do you guys? I don't think so. They don't need him to play, and it's an, an NFC game which would have no bearing on tie break. So yeah, yeah, but you, they're, they're, they're in a spot where they need some fucking wins here too. They do, but like they're, they were, they have an excellent chance to lose this game, even with Lamar at full strength. Uh, why risk it? If he, if, I mean, unless he's good to play, give him the week off. Huntley looked fine. Let him play. If they lose, they lose. They'll still be no worse than tied for the lead in the division. So yeah, I, I wouldn't take any risks with Jackson because the Ravens are still very, very likely to make the playoffs. I don't and know. Just, I mean, I don't know about still that. Barely, they have a game lead on all these teams. They still have there's they, only four they, weeks left. They, 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 have, they a have a game lead and they play the Packers, Bengals, Rams, and Steelers. They may have the toughest schedule of any team remaining. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers, it, it is a tough schedule. I'll say that. But like playing Lamar is not it still puts them in a world of difficulty because the Packers are, are, are going to win and cover this game. That's why. Okay, so just Packers, regardless of who plays it, at five points. Yeah, maybe, I, I'm, maybe I am inclined to pick the Packers. Yeah, I'm inclined to pick the Packers here. He's trying to uh, play well. He's trying. He's trying to curse off the curse off the uh, the Packers here, Jeff. You see what he's doing? I see what he's doing. Uh, but I'm one of these people. Like I'm gonna just buy into the fumes. The fumes. That is the Ravens. They've lost so many key people going back to the summer. And, and they ran hard and they ran tough and they gave an effort, but it's like a horse that's just out of gas. They're just, I don't see the next month being kind to them at all. Packers cover easy. Is there anyone who's going to bet Baltimore in this game at five? I mean, I can understand it because like the Ravens cover every week. They come back from crazy deficits and they either win the, games. The, the or... Ravens are six and seven against the spread this year. 
they seem like every game where they're blown out, they just find a way to, to weasel their way back in. I'm actually surprised to hear they're six and seven. I would have thought the Packers, maybe the, the Packers are 11 and two against the spread. They sure are. The Packers have been fantastic at covering spreads, which is why I'm digging Green Bay. But I, I could understand the Ravens finding a way to lose this game by four points or something, right? I'm going the other way here. I'm going to take Baltimore almost like when I blindly took um, Jacksonville for no apparent reason earlier, where it's just there's something tricky about this number that I don't quite trust or understand. And I can't imagine. And like I'm looking at a different place other than DraftKings Sportsbook right now. It's at four and a half. But you would think that this would start ballooning up, especially with us not knowing about Lamar. It's really weird that they put a number on this game without knowing whether Lamar's playing or not, isn't it? The way they've done it all year. I, I can only remember one game, maybe all season, but they, they, this year they're just hanging lines. They're not like waiting this year for whatever reason. It's, I've noticed that too, but it just week after week, that's what they're doing. Yeah. I can't get behind Baltimore at all. Like there's so many layers from the injury front to the fact that you can make this case that they've been a mirage for quite some time now. Uh, a true step up in class, even for a team as good as Baltimore. No, I, I mean, all logic points to Green Bay here. I'm not going to argue that. So I'm going to go with the illogical move because it's gambling and I shall take Baltimore in this spot. Seattle at the Rams. So this game opened much higher. It's now at minus five. It's already dropped a few points because before we started recording, it turned out that Odell Beckham Jr. had tested positive for COVID-19 after playing in the Monday night game. Uh, so I feel like they're waiting that if one guy is going down with COVID, that it seems like... You know, there's going to be a COVID train coming in uh, to the LA Rams locker room. Higby is off the list. He was a false negative. So he should be active for this game because uh, he ended up testing negative coming out of it. Um, Seattle's just doing typical Seattle stuff. I have no read on if they're good or, or if they're bad at this point. Maybe they weren't as bad as they looked for the few weeks coming back when Russell Wilson was still injured yet playing. Um, and they, they've been pretty good the past few weeks. They beat the Niners. They blew out the Texans, although that game was a bit close in the first half, and then they just kind of ran away with it and were by far the superior team in the second half. I don't know what to make of this, because five in division seems like a lot. Seattle's not technically eliminated yet, but the Rams, by all accounts, despite their up and downs, when you look at, like, I mean, the same numbers that say that the Bills are still, you know, a top six team in the NFL, all these numbers are going to have the Rams as the best team in the NFL. And if they're only down Beckham, like I don't really care about that as long as they have Matt Stafford and they have Cooper Cup and they have Aaron Donald, I think that they're going to be fine. Uh, those guys are players that are worth points against the spread. I don't think that Odell Beckham is. Your, your third receiver is not worth points against the spread. I hate to say it. And the Seahawks are terrible. Let's not forget that point. This spread is way too short. It should be seven. We got to play the Rams here make it make it the three of us um i'm only betting this game or picking this game with the information i have at the time and to sort of pat's point losing odell doesn't scare me give uh van a bigger role give what sadowski sukalowski whatever his name is a bigger um role that he doesn't fall into the core group of players that would no. scare scare me they just want a game with jalen ramsey last night versus a much better team uh yeah um just keep it keep it coming i got a lot of ram stack in my home league so yeah all, all the all the stafford 
But I, I'm not here for Seattle. Seattle just beat the shit out of the worst team in football. I don't care. Seattle versus the Rams. I remember when Seattle was good and the Rams were bad, that the Rams would always give them a game. Like it'd always be like, how the hell are these two teams close? And for whatever like reason, that Monday night game. When? Which Monday night game? It cost you the keeper playoffs that year. We had like 15 points on defense. What year was that? 2013, 2014. It was like multiple safeties or something in that game. That that Monday night game. That when you say that, yeah, remember that Monday night game from I remember from, from nine years ago. They also played in the playoffs this year. This year? Well, in 2021. Oh, who won that game? The Rams? Yes. Yeah, the fact that you can remember this stuff off the top of your head just is absolutely mind-boggling. Stuff gets pushed out of my head each week because I need to talk about the stuff of this week. I couldn't tell you what happened in 2013 in a meaningless game against the Seahawks and Rams. But lately, now that the Rams have been good, have the Seahawks been giving them games? No, I, I, honestly, I don't know how the last game between these two went. Have they played yet this year? Uh, 2021, October 7th. The Rams won 26 to 17. Rams 30 to 20 in the playoffs. Seahawks 20 to 9. Rams 23 to 16. Rams 28 to 12. Seahawks 30 okay. So it's been. It's been the Rams yeah, either covering okay. or winning most of these times. So yeah, it's, it's around yeah. the Rams, including the coin for us all. I don't like that. I don't like this week. I'm not good. Sunday night, New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is favored by 10 and a half at home. Uh, they continue to cover a lot of these big spreads at home. They continue to cover at home as we go through it. 46 and a half is the over under. I'm going to blindly take New Orleans who has beat Tom Brady in every regular season game uh, since he's been in Tampa Bay. I don't know what it is about this team, uh, but the Saints defense, at, at least you know, in non-playoff situations, really gives Brady a lot of problems. And where Tampa's defense is a bit overrated against the run because they were so good last year, but they're not that good this year, that I think that the Saints can effectively have some long drives in this game by running with Taysom, running with Kamara, just doing what they do on offense. It's, I think they, they have enough get up and go to cover the 10 and a half here. I don't think the Saints are going to win outright, but I think it's going to be relatively close because almost like last time, somehow the Saints defense is going to get Brady into a hole. He's going to have to come back. He's going to come back. But eventually when you have to come back in these games where you're down by like 10 or something like that in the third quarter, it's hard to cover the 10 and a half on the other side. So I will take New Orleans. Sean, yeah. Payton, Sean Payton appears to be a wizard as it pertains to Tom Brady. Last I, year, I feel like no one, like, you want to talk about, like, the Raiders dancing on the Chiefs logo to be disrespected? A movie coming out about Sean Payton, where Sean Payton is being played by fucking Kevin James? That's going to light a fire under Sean Payton. That man is, like, twice Sean Payton's size. Yeah, that would be like the life story of Beyonce being played by Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> no i get it like what the hell is this i saw that trailer today pat like that's if you're sean payton you gotta be hyper insulted that's why i like, said there's, there's, get, there's like gonna be Bill a pullman or something yeah there's gonna be i think he's dead or is that bill Paxton? oh shit it's one of the two maybe they're both dead i don't know but it's like the cliff kingsbury movie with tim andercust is cliff kingsbury like it's gonna be like, really weird. Uh, is steve gutenberg too busy <laughs> goot yeah what was the last thing Steve Gutenberg was in? He was in an awesome Tommy episode Wilson of Party wins. Down. 
which was forever ago. There was an awesome episode of Party Down where they have to cater Steve Gutenberg's party. And then he had he had the party canceled <laughs> and he forgot to tell them they showed up and he just hung out with the catering crew the entire time. It was great. The Goot. Living his best guys life made, out there. You guys made my points for me that in the, pl- the regular season, New Orleans seems to be Tampa's kryptonite. So we're taking them up to 17. Oh, God. And uh, we're going to play the Saints here. I, I um, It's prime time. We know how the Buccaneers struggle in prime time. We know that they struggle against the Saints more often than not. It's a perfect storm to get over 10 points with New Orleans, and I'm going to take it. Are you taking them too, Jeff? Yes. Who should play Sean Payton? Like, even Matt Damon would make more sense. Matt Damon, I could see. Matt Damon's a bit bit young, I think, to be playing Sean Payton. Yeah, he's a bit young, and he's a little too high profile also. So I'm not really looking for, like, thinking A-list per se. But I don't know. You could get Will Arnett to play Sean Payton. Will Arnett could tall. play Sean Payton. I think you were dead on on that. I would be furious if Kevin James played me in a movie. Just like how Art Howe was furious that Philip Seymour Hoffman played him in Moneyball. I was thinking about that when you were talking about people who look nothing like the people who portrayed them. Now, Philip Seymour Hoffman was one of the greatest actors. No, but isn't the rule... But Art Howe looked nothing like Philip Seymour Hoffman. Isn't the rule... Go ahead. Like, by and large, the rule seems to be for these sorts of things is the person who the story's about, like someone who's much more attractive plays the person. This is the complete opposite. They've gotten someone way more out of shape to play the person. Usually it's the other way. It's like that person's way too pretty to play her. Like, that's not fair. Um, Like, like Kevin James could theoretically play Rex Ryan in a movie. I, I suggested he could have played Greg Williams. Yeah. Do you know this? Uh, do you know this movie is a comedy that's about the year that Sean Payton had off because he was suspended? Like, I would think yeah, like, he, Ryan he, Reynolds he was would a, be kid's a good football coach. Ryan Reynolds is maybe a bit too attractive and a bit too young to be playing Sean Payton. Or Jason Sudeikis. If it wasn't for Ted Lasso, I think uh, maybe you could be yeah, on this. Yeah, pre Lasso, Sudeikis could do it. Even like Colin Yost, now that you got me thinking in. In sort of that, um, yeah. If it's going to be a comedy, that sort of uh, a frame. But yeah, Kevin James is playing the Freddie Kitchens story. <laughs> <laughs> he he could be he could be uh, Bruce Strong. That could be he could be him or Chuck Strong, or he could be yeah, he could actually play Bruce Arians. Probably like right around. How old's Bruce Arians? Is he like seventy? It's got to be in the sixties, anyway. Yeah. So like in the Chuck Pagano story from ten years ago, where the hell that was, Kevin James could play Bruce Arians in that movie. Yeah, Steve Carell would be excellent. I didn't know that. Like, geez. Yeah, Kevin James should be like the Russ Grimm. Who's playing Kurt Warner in the Kurt Warner movie, which I'm weirdly excited about. Uh I don't even know the guy's name. Comes out Christmas Day, I think. Are you gonna go see it? Uh, I'd rather watch the Madden documentary, but I'll watch it from home. I'm not going to the theater to see a Kurt Warner movie. American Underdog, starring exactly. Zach- like Anna Paquin is playing Kurt Warner's wife. What? I thought it was going to be Kate from John and Kate Plus Eight. <laughs> okay, they had like the same haircut. 
Oh, so the guy who played Chuck from Chuck. That's who's playing Kurt Warner. Okay. That means yeah, he, I knew he was from a show that Zachary I never Levi. watched. Yeah, Zachary yeah. Levi. Yeah, from, from a show no one watched besides Garion. Okay, but it was on primetime network television. Yeah, it so, was. And for and for like a several years. So yeah, it, 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 it people know about Chuck. Do you think that they do? I think they do. Yes. Again, it's it was a major network TV show. People are these things are just in the the ether. Can I ask a question? Yeah, it's go really it. off topic. Sure. What happens? Like, what is? Uh, never mind. It's just you know. No, let's, there's let's... no point in me asking the question. But I just wanted to curious, like, if the Chargers do beat the Chiefs. <laughs> they're gonna be like they can win the Super Bowl conversation. I Absolutely, th- I think that they're live to win the Super Bowl. They need to get. They need what they need to do is be the Packers from 2010, and they just all of a sudden need to get super hot on defense, or like yeah. Derwin James needs to turn into Bob Sanders, like the year that the Colts won the Super Bowl, and like all of a sudden their defense didn't suck. Okay. We'll like, be rooting for you, Jim. Believe me. Like, their offense is good enough to go with anyone. Can their defense hold up? Like, like the Chiefs are playing right now. Like, the Chiefs have the worst defense in the league, and all of a sudden they have the best defense in the league. How did that happen? I, I don't know. Well, I guess Frank I could Clark only came hope. Back. <laughs> yeah. Maybe as they get more familiar with the defensive coach's scheme. But we'll see. Mon- we, no, there's more games, right? Yeah, speaking of the Chargers, the NFC Chargers, the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> are at the Chicago Bears. <clears throat> the Bears are only three-and-a-half-point underdogs in this game. 44 is the over-under. I don't... Why is it only three-and-a-half? What What are they doing to me here? Like, the Vikings are way better than the Bears. Because before people fell asleep on Sunday night, they saw the Bears play really well. That's yeah, my but, uh, but they, they were, were they really playing that well? Like, it felt like... Are they really going to score, like, three 80-yard touchdowns again? Oh, I'm with you. I mean, Kirk Cousins is notoriously terrible on Monday Night Football, and it's outdoors. It's free, it'll be freezing cold, and it's just the Vikings screw up every single week, and even being up 29-0 last week was barely enough runway for them because they almost threw that game away too. I, it was not 29-0, and I stopped watching and went to bed and watched the highlights like, wow, they almost did it again. So I can see people being trepidatious about betting on Minnesota. That being said, I'm going to take the Vikings because I don't learn my lesson and I'm going to just uh, keep riding with Kirk Cousins who has four interceptions this year. The one he threw last week was a tip ball. Like he's, he's having a remarkable season that people don't want to give him credit for. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm taking him. Uh, did you know, Jeff, that Packers fans would rather have Kirk Cousins than Aaron Rodgers? I heard that on this show from Tim. Well, I think they play next week at Lambeau, and I'm very excited about that game. That's great. The, the Packers might have the one seed clinched. <laughs> Almost impossible. They're tied with Tampa. So, well, let's go to uh, let's go to the MVP odds right now. We'll see uh, who is who's up there and who's not. Most valuable player: Aaron Rodgers, second in MVP. Where is Kirk Cousins? Oh, Kirk Cousins is a hundred to one, same as Tua, actually. No, I, I mean I think Brady's got it more or less wrapped up as long as he doesn't get hurt. So it I think it's kind of like, sounds like, like baked. No. Sounds like it's time to, to maybe throw some money on Aaron Rodgers here, Jeff. No, it'll, Brady, I, I suppose I shouldn't say baked. Up. 
I shouldn't say that because I bet you the Packers have one more primetime game left. So maybe if he does shine in that game. Okay, fair enough. Maybe Aaron Rodgers would have to be worthy. Like he wouldn't just need to win the MVP on merit. He would need to win the MVP on merit times four. I agree for these people, for, for, for a media that in some ways resented having to vote for him last year would then be forced to vote for him again. And that, I mean, we, you guys made fun. We talk about it all the time and sort of the human element of these awards. Uh, there's just no way. There's no way. So you could put red ink through Rogers. Yeah. Well, like it, Justin Herbert has just as good of a chance as Rogers. You might actually be right about that. Um, only yeah, because you're right. Because no one wanted to vote for Rogers last year. He so not only I mean throw all like the COVID stuff where he dealt with the media and the media really resented him for that and its media members who vote on it strike him out because of that. That he, it's just really hard to win back to back MVPs anyway. People will just want to vote for someone different. So he has th- both those things working against yeah. him. Plus his numbers aren't as good as Tom Brady's. So something and the happen. Brady story is great. Guys, and the Brady story is safe. We the world will need a hero. The world will need a hero. And maybe, maybe that, maybe that Superman outfit will fit me. But the world will need a hero. Because the night before the Super Bowl, Tom Brady's getting his MVP. Bilicek's getting his coach of the year. Mac is getting his offensive rookie of the year. The world needs a hero to keep that Super Bowl from happening trying to think who that is i don't fit into tights very well folks <laughs> who is gonna be that man to be the hero is it josh allen jeff maybe i you like uh, 15 to 1 seems to be the high water number is that man patrick mahomes i would be cheering if, if would you would you be rooting you. for the chiefs against the patriots yeah, okay. In the scenario in which the AFC is the late game on Championship Sunday, which it is not, and the Bucks have already won, I would cheer for the Chiefs to beat the Patriots. But it, the NFC game is the late game this year. How do you know? How that? do you know? How do you know? Because that? last year the Bucks Packers was the early game. I think it's all irrelevant. Like no, they, the, they, switch, they switch every year. AFC, NFC alternate each year. And but I think year, if a West Coast team made the game, like no, that's why they play at those stupid times where they play at four and seven thirty. But a West Coast team's never hosted that. Seattle game. did the year they beat Green Bay with the the curse touchdown to get into the Super Bowl. Seattle had the early game. That's why they play them at three Eastern and seven thirty Eastern to ensure that a Western team can host. The Broncos did the year they went to the Super Bowl and they beat. Uh, remember the Broncos did the year they hosted. And beat the Patriots because then Cam Newton spent the whole NFC hey, championship game lying. Sam, what about happens not if, some the weird, if in some weird world the Chargers and Rams need to host title games? They will play on Saturday and Sunday. That that the rule is already in place for the Jets and Giants too. If that ever happens, they would play them Saturday, Sunday. I am shocked they actually made that rule for the Jets and Giants. Well, in 2008, there was a real opportunity for the Jets and Giants to play each other in the Super Bowl. They were on the cover of SI. Oh, oh were they? Did the, the let, me, let me ask you, the real chance to play in the Super Bowl, did the Jets make the playoffs that year, Tim? No, because <laughs> uh, Favre got hurt in that Seattle game and everything went downhill. Yeah, for sure. It was going to happen in the Super Bowl. They didn't make the playoffs. They were that good. 
Jeff. So good. They were that honest. good that year. Yeah, they were that good. Year. Are you taking Minnesota or Chicago on Monday Night Football, Jeff? Minnesota could be super locked. Okay, so Minnesota for the three of us, Chicago for the coin. Did you see Tim ranting like a crazy person about did, how they're going to flex games into Saturday, into week 18, like anyone cares besides Tim? I bet Jeff's on my side about this because it gives unfair advantages to teams. Uh, we'll see. I think they'll handle it properly as it would pertain to the following. Um, well, but that now, week. like, there have been years where they don't even flex a Sunday night game into Sunday night football. Like, two yeah, years well, ago yeah, well, they're, 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 they're sick of people not wanting to watch these games that don't matter. They want to get people to watch football. So it's but, the Saturday. Bef- they're going to take two playoff implication games away from Sunday and make them on Saturday. Yes. Yeah, and not and they're not even at the same time, obviously. So I don't know. It just it seems like it's against the spirit of what the league has been trying to do in the last week of the year for the last ten years. Okay, maybe, so no, I don't and, like and maybe maybe they realize you know what that really doesn't matter. Who cares? Let's let's do it this the way. The great thing it about the NFL, the great thing about the NFL, Tim though, is they'll try this. And if they don't like it or they think it doesn't work, they'll just scrap it. Like I they're agree. not. I think it should be conditional on there being three independent no. games for them to have. No, if that's the case and all of this stuff matters for an equal playing field, make them all play in the same arena. Rent out like same city, all indoors, don't have elements involved because that's not fair. If people are hurt, let's not play the games. Let's make sure that everyone is on the same playing field. Like, what are we talking about here? Who cares? Well, this again, the league does because the league has been scheduling on purpose to ensure that teams that have implications against each other all play at the exact the league goes time. to great lengths to ensure the integrity yes, of exactly of that. And so I, I, my point being is I assume they'll go to incredible lengths to ensure the integrity of the playoff matchups and I limit think, yeah, we'll any see. extra rest to an infinity degree. I will say we're now at the point where like part of me wants to cheer against the bills and cheer against the Colts. Like these are two teams I don't want to draw wild card weekend like i would rather the broncos and the dolphins come i do roaring think there's a real the good sucker. chance i will say though i think there's a real good chance that the jets bills may be flexed into that saturday night game because it could be a win-in situation for the bills oh would that give the jets two primetime games this year then it would if we and it would have us flexed into a primetime game and if you think i'm beneath taking credit for that uh, you're very mistaken you might. I mean, they, they've only stipulated the game will have playoff implications. They didn't say that both teams in the game will are. Well, no, last year, remember, they flexed into Sunday night football for the last game of the year, Eagles-Washington, when the Eagles had no chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, but Washington did. Correct. So the Bills-Jets would be in exactly that type of situation. But they also want to put a – well, oh, never mind, because this is Saturday. But they also – they could put anything they want because a team could still need help. Like the thing about that Sunday nighter on the last Sunday, that you don't know what you is. Might you don't know that status. At least on Saturday, they could put a team that needs three other things to happen, but they still need X. So Correct. I I, 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 I actually think the best case scenario for them is just if things kind of stay as they are within the standings, that you just make all the AFC North play on Saturday. There it is. Or Pat, if the West is wild, I believe it's Chargers. Raiders and Broncos Chiefs. Yeah, you could do that too. Yeah, because in week 18, it's Ravens, Steelers, and Browns Bengals. and Bengals. And I mean, both those teams, like that, 
no matter who would win the first of those games, it would create like different situations for the teams in the later but games, theoretically. We also need to clarify that obviously this would greatly upset Tim. He is literally furious that Wendy's has an alternate frosty flavor. I'm still upset about that. It's nonsense. Just like he was furious about the Chargers jerseys on Sunday. Yes. Yes. They're the worst of their kit by far. They look like well, they have such a nice kit. Someone's they have such a nice be kit, last. and they wear those cheap, ugly-looking royal blue ones, and it's just it mars what is otherwise a beautiful kit. Your team has a black kit. Our kit team. is terrible, but I'm not defending our kit. Uh, yeah, Tim was messaging me. Yeah, I see the Chargers change their avatar. Does yeah, that mean they're I- wearing those hideous jerseys. Yes, I did. We I did break our Trevor Lawrence chats to talk about that because I really don't like those royal blue ones. They look awful. All right. Well, let's get to our super locks this week. I'm taking right. I'm taking Cincinnati plus two in Denver. That is my selection for my super lock. If there's one thing I'm doing okay this year, it's super locks. I'm thir- eleven and three. So let's let's go get this. Probably gonna be my gold pick on Friday's show where I don't think Cam's gonna be drunk this time, so it won't be as funny. Uh, what should I do? Well, I'll pick first so that Jeff doesn't have to pick the opposite of me and lose again. Uh, I will hit the tee box with the Cleveland Browns minus three. I like that one. Minnesota three and a half, Jeff. So I was thinking about Cleveland, but I'll leave that to Tim. I'm thinking about Miami. Um, I'm thinking about Pittsburgh. I'm thinking about Green Bay, but it's going to be the Minnesota. So I'm going to bet a lot of games this week. It seems. Give me the Packers. Give me the Packers. Fumes. This Ravens team is fumes. You don't worry and that it's if, fumes you, you on do- top of just a season of injury after injury. The attrition. The, the Ravens are just they're just dead. They're running to the finish line without one leg. Yeah, but they need to win this game so they can drop their next division games to set up the ultimate curse scenario where Miami beats them for the seven seed in week 18. And that's just how it ends up working out. That's how maybe that's the Saturday flex. No, it's all divisional games in week. Yeah. But Miami holds the tie break because of that Thursday night game. They would, unless multiple teams all have the same record. Head to head doesn't matter. That's not how it's going to work. Cause Miami's winning out. I heard, I heard that from multiple people Tim. I listen. I've been hearing it for weeks. And, uh, is is this, are you basing this all off what your dad tells you? Not just him. We have lots of friends who are Dolphins fans. Who have all told you, no, we're not insane like you. We don't think this team is very good. Or that person who we saw their tweet and it has come to pass that they have run the table ever since he said they were going to run the table. You mean when he was mocking you? That's what you said. Tim is angry that the editor of Dolphins Digest thinks two is better than Kyler. Oh, yeah, and that is decided. You should see Dolphins Reddit is unbearable these days. The boards are unbearable. Again, why are you going on Dolphins Reddit? I don't know. I just, I need to know what's going on over there. Why? <laughs> it's, it's I just the, do okay. It, it's the craziest possible people. It's the, it's the, it's the I live in my parents' basement of the internet. That's what Reddit is. It's literally... Like, I watch the games. I know I'm insane. I know I'm crazy. I know that I care so much about this measly third down. And then the crowd pans to a guy who's in full regalia with face paint. And I'm like, holy shit. I got a lot of problems. I ain't that. 
I think that's very well said. Tim, would you paint your body to go to a Jets game? I'll tell you what, if they went, if the, if they host a playoff game, I promise to go to the game and paint my body. Would <laughs> you give Postmaster Ted a hand job to guarantee oh, they went okay, to the Super that's Bowl? It. Let's wrap up the show. That's enough. That's enough. So yes enough. is wrap the answer the to that. Wrap up Probably. the show. That's enough. They did show him in the stands on uh, on uh, Sunday because he was on the big screen. Did you? Have we saw post. Him? We saw. We saw Fireman Ed uh, cheer up the fans. Did you have a beat to get yourself ready for that situation? No, I was just excited to see the Jets on the big screen. What, what it was thirty to nine. I don't care. Really, you don't care? Well, I just I, I was there just to watch, see what Zach was doing. All right, let's recap your free money teaser. You won last week, so now you're giving out two. Now, once again, you're four and twelve on the season in thirteen and ninety six lifetime. So Thursday, Saturday, you have Chargers, Cleveland, and New England money line parlay. Uh-huh. That's plus seven sixty five. So that would make you almost up to put you above even for the year in terms of actual like money. So that'd be nice. A six and a half point teaser with Houston, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and New Orleans, a four team, 6.5 point teaser. That's exactly it. Plus two thirty. Uh, let's, uh, let's get rolling this week, folks. I'm on a heater. Like Jeff started. It's Tim Sember. It's Tim Sember. Let's press. Let, let's press. He's not worried about that lifetime hundo staring him in the face. It's going to come sooner or later. So let's just not worry about it. No, let's get there. Quick, let's get it over with quicker. I feel like is what he's getting at. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Let's let's just keep going. All right. That will do it on the Pat Mayo experience. I'd like to thank Jeff for being on the line. I would like to thank the coin for being in studio. And of course, I would love to thank Paul for switching the cameras that nice. Also, Tim and Gust. Tim and Gust. That is not my name. Heard it was. Many people are saying these things. A lot of people are saying the opposite. A lot of people are saying that actually your name is Pat Mayo Cast. That's what I've been hearing. <laughs> I've never heard that. Can you uh, can you give me the names of these people? Please tell me. No, I, I, I like a journalist. I need to keep my sources secret. But that, that's what the people are saying. Why your uh, burner account? Why are you making stuff up, Tim? No, I'm not. It's a lot of people are walking around saying, oh, I know you from uh, Pat Mayo. No one message that says that. Yeah. I'll do no such thing. Give us a name. It doesn't exist. Give us a name. No, won't do it. Can't do it. Even just show us screen grab that you can, you can like color out their, their name. Oh, he face. doesn't know how to do that. Yeah, but I don't think it exists. I don't think he's ever received that message well, one we'll, time. We'll get some right now because now that we've said it on the show, we have the Tim Hive out there. It's like Beyonce's Hive. The people who just ride or die with Tim no matter what. And remember, folks, when the votes come up for that award show, you know who to vote for for most. Yeah, oh, yeah. Remember they... the guy that's angry when I mean, what's don't forget to vote, Jeff. Your, your big thing about me is that I got angry when I just wanted ketchup and cheese on a burger and the guy couldn't walk it to the door because I didn't have a mouth. I don't know. You screaming at that kid at the card store was probably even worse. What did I do at the card store again? I can't even remember. When you wanted those sleeves, they didn't have them for you. Oh, they were. See, I don't want to talk about that experience. Jeff, for the 2021, I can get in trouble for that experience. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff, here's the thing. And Tim should be in jail, but he's not somehow. But I didn't put this out on Twitter because people were too sad about it. We're at the end of the show now. We can we can mention it here. 
Tim, why don't you tell the people what I'm about to tell everyone? No, I'm not going to say anything. What were you watching the night before Demarius Thomas died? No. Super Bowl 48 highlights when he broke the all-time record for receptions in a Super Bowl. <laughs> but that was just coincidence. They had mentioned on the Manning cast the day or so before, which is why I went to go watch those highlights. Oh, you're trying to pass off everything onto the Mannings now, are you? No, but that's why I was watching the highlights of that game. I lost a lot of money on that Bronco Steeler, like that famous DT touchdown from Tebow. Oh, I won a lot so of was... money on that one. I bet on Tebow. I was I, Tebow won me so much money that year; it was incredible because everyone was just like Tebow sucks, and it's true. Yeah, but I just kept, I I just kept betting on him. I was like, no, he just keeps winning. Let's bet on him. Reason yeah, was the mark. Logic aside, let's bet on Tebow. So, like seeing that highlight like all weekend annoyed me, but yeah, that was really sad that. It was. It was a terrible story. He was someone. It's funny because Demarius Thomas was a player who, apparently, except for Tim, everyone really enjoyed. That I liked him. I liked when the Jets got him last year. Whatever, I was excited to have him on board. Yeah, by all accounts, he was also like a genuine good guy. Yeah, Um, I loved him. He was a staple of my fantasy team for years. I always loved DT. Oh my god, Tim! Staple of your fantasy team for years. Yeah, not the not the year that he had like a thousand touchdowns from Manning, but after that year, I was I I had him quite a bit when he was old and on the Jets. Well, that too. You did have him when he was on the Jets. I do remember that. But yeah, I thought I'd throw that out there for the people. And Rob might be able to add that to the Custies as most murdered this year. Although that's a very competitive category in twenty twenty one. No, it's not. I mean, was the Control X guy this year or last year? Last year. So it was the Subway guy this year. Sean Connery this year. Was that last year? Last year, there's another one too. There's three. The, su- uh, the, the fellow guy. who played the fellow who played Omar on uh, on the wire. No, we ne- we actually never brought that one up publicly either because people were way too the horse. That one. Oh yeah, the horse that you just killed from the Belmont Stakes. I didn't kill him. I just I picked him to win the Preakness, and then he passed away the other day from a heart condition. <laughs> Well, you can go all through these on the Custy Awards. I believe voting is going to be open next week, Jeff. Are you scared? No, I, I, I wouldn't. Think just people need to vote with with reason and like sense. Like, I'm working through some things. If I knew how to do Photoshop, I would just have a photo of me holding a sign, the the, the vote for Pedro sign, and just have it say "Vote for Jeff." You know, I I've got my things, and I'm work through them, and we'll talk through them, but. I feel like he takes it to a whole new level. So it's up to the people now, I guess. Voting opens soon. Do you think that Cam will beat Pozzola in Most Crazy? Yes. Yeah. Cam left eggs on his floor for multiple days. He busted. <laughs> so we'll see who wins between Jeff and Tim, who wins between Cam and Rob. And really, oh no, Cam's got to be on the on the ballot with Jeff. It's a very oh, he's different... not. Cam is not on the ballot. You have nothing to do with Cam. You don't appear on shows with Cam. Occasionally, no, not this year, not this year yet. But I mean, we have in the past. Yeah, yeah, he's not on the ballot with you. It's you versus Jeff versus me versus Paul. Well, I feel like we should get Cam and Paul. Oh, well, uh, we I would. Why is why is that? We we need to see who's the craziest of the show. That we all do the show together. Hold on, though. I would say the category you need. If I could make one suggestion, I think it needs to be a Cam versus Tim. But it's like a who's the true man of the people oh, from well, Mayo Media Network. Cam, Cam wins that 99%. <laughs> yeah, of course. But Tim considers himself a true man of the people, but he's Tim too rich. Yeah. You know, Cam is 
Cam is like Tim doesn't check prices. Cam is literally the guy you see like switching the stickers through that meat locker for the best uh, expiry date. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tim's a guy who, as he just admitted to, brings Lysol wipes to an ATM and wipes it down before he takes out money. I'm surprised. Yeah, all, I'm surprised he doesn't all, just hire someone to go get his money for him. No, they're all germy. That's why I don't want to touch a germy keypad that God knows who touched before. Me. Yeah, you have to update your passbook also, like an eighty. Those don't exist anymore. They took them away from you a couple of years ago. And and did you freak out, or you said your grandma and you freak out for you? I was very unhappy about it. My grandmother was also very upset about it. We talked about it once during our weekly calls. See, you don't think you're as crazy as your grandma, but you're 50 years younger than your grandma. Think about you in 50 years. I don't know there'll be much of a difference. Oh, no, it gets a lot worse from here. That's the scary part. <laughs> uh, is your and your grandma's weekly call, like, you guys just bitching about society, incorporate, like, just standard changes that are happening? That there, 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 are, there are definitely segments of our call where we complain about stuff like that, yes. All right, I think that's enough uh, for this week. We're going to have some special shows for you over the holiday season. Uh, we're going to come out a little bit, uh, no, same time next week, although the newsletter will come out and the show will be in it a little bit earlier than you're probably used to if we can get on coordination with that. We have to record uh, majors previews. We've got some stuff to do here before the holiday season kicks in, but we're not going to miss any of the shows uh, because I'm going to be at home for the first time in ages in my studio over Christmas time. So I'm going to be able to record the entire time. So we'll have our week 17 and week 18 picks. Les, Jeff, you're, are you going on a cruise again this year or something? I don't go on a cruise, but I'm going away. Uh, but I'll, I'll be able to record. Me and my wife are going away our first time with our kids. I am excited. Where are you going? Uh, Florida. Are you going to, you're not tell me you're not going to Nike. I left the kids at home so I could go to Disneyland. You're no, not like, no. You're not, you're not no. a creep like that, are you? No, no. We're not, no. We left the kids at home, but we're not, no. Just a nice uh, few days in, in Palm Beach. No, that actually sounds quite nice. I'm, I'm envious. Yeah, but I will. My wife asked me, are you doing any work while we're going to be gone? I said, no work, but I'm going to. My um, Tuesday with Pat. So that's it. We're I mean, good. Listen, Tuesdays with Pat isn't great, but it's better than Tuesdays with Maury because that just sounds like a real bummer. Agreed. Tim, did people get that reference? I think so. It's a very famous book. How, when did that book come out? I don't the know. Album, or album? album. I would say it probably came out 2002, 2003, something like that, but it's still a very famous book. So. Are you back yeah. before or after New Year's, Jeff? before okay so we're gonna like monday the third we're gonna record golf yeah first crazy event, but first yeah event of yeah the yeah. Year. yeah and we, we and we have the draft we should probably tease that too we're doing the draft uh tomorrow night we're recording that with like 10 people it's gonna be a fucking shit show <laughs> yeah i'm just i'll be staying out of the way and waiting to be called upon i guess yeah well we'll have an order to go in but then you and wiley will start just yelling at each other and we got the tour junkies both of them on the line so it's gonna be a lot of fun i think Oh yeah, it's gonna turn into yeah, it's gonna turn into. I think it's gonna be great though. I don't I, know what it's gonna turn into, but it's gonna turn into greatness. I hope so. We'll probably make it into two parts so I can fill up some slots. Anyway, that will do it for the Pat Mayo experience today, uh, Thursday. 
DraftKings, Friday, Best Bets, Injury Show on Saturday, and the Dogger Pass Podcast. UFC comes out on Wednesday evening, the last UFC card of the year. So if you want to make some money, you didn't last week, but maybe you will this week on the Dogger Pass Podcast. Highly recommend it. Smash a like on the way out, sub to the network, newsletter, all that jazz. I will see you next time. Experience! Experience!